Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and you're listening and or watching the Third Fleet Podcast. Last time you heard me playfully roast Rurikon, but he had his shield up and he's left unscathed. Today we've got a variety of topics to talk about, so make yourself a nice cup of whatever you like to drink, sit back and enjoy. Rurikon, how you doing my man? I'm doing uh, pretty okay. I did go to the hospital this weekend, but nothing too Uh-oh. serious. It was, uh, it's basically I've been having a little bit of a stomach pain and uh, some... Um, heartburn and whatnot but uh you know it was nothing too serious and everything was pretty safe over at the hospital um so yeah it was fine they gave me some medication and i've been feeling better it has however affected my voice slightly so i do get a little bit raspier a little bit faster than usual Mm. but it'd still be okay should still be fine and it's not like these podcasts last too long right Nah, they only have what, what, a few hours. <laughs> a couple of yeah, hours. It, just, it adds a little gravel to your voice. It makes you a little sexier. It's, yeah. It works. yeah. Talk like a man. Big man voice. Shields yeah. up. <laughs> Shields up, iron breakers. <laughs> Arg. You're like the sword master. So, uh, years. before we, uh, we dive right into uh, some Monsanto discussion <laughs> in this particular episode, because, um, you know, we we both know that once we dive down the monster hunter route, like we're never gonna come out. I figured I would start us off with a bit of a different topic. Um, namely, I wanted us to talk about uh, some other games that we might be excited to try out this year. So yeah. they're not monster hunter because like be a good one. we're we're both super hyped about monster hunter rise. We're both super hyped about monster hunter stories two. Hell, I'd be super hyped about monster hunter stories one if they would just release it on the switch, but. What else? What else is in the horizon that you are curious to try out? So I said, big surprise, we play other games as well. I don't know <laughs> how we find the time, but we do. Um, I've got a bunch. Do you want to you go down a list or do you want these uh, yeah, just, one uh, for one? Just go down the list and if I see something weird or I, I might ask yeah. you a couple of questions. But, but like mainly if you have like a, a big reason that, why this particular title yeah. is something that talks to you, just like say it out, something like that. Okay. Well, I'll say this year, and this is going to be so niche, there is going to probably be a new Toho Project game. I know most people are like, what the heck is Toho Project? And I have a video on it. You can watch it. I'm not going to go into detail here, but it's a bullet hell game featuring cute girls instead of ships. Um, and it's just a beloved indie franchise that's been going on for like 25 years. So there, he was going, the creator is just one guy. He was going to make a game last year, but then he's like, well, there's the Olympics and everything. So I'm going to take my time. And so he said that he's going to have a new game in 2021. So I'm hyped because the characters that he introduces and in the songs, like those live on for like decades. So whatever it's going to be coming out this year is going to be a lot of fun. So me and Yuna, Yuna also likes uh, bullet hell games as well. Uh, surprising but um yeah we're we're looking forward to whatever that may be whenever it may be but it should be this year i have, have actually games i have actually played uh a little bit of toho because um a while back i used to uh check out a lot of niz america's games because i would like i would i would like to absorb as many uh japanese uh games that i would yeah. that i could so that i could check out some of the culture what is the development like on some of these titles and toho is one of those that Kind of like crossed my my uh, 
my repertoire at some point and I was, these are insane. Like there was one in particular that was presented almost like a fighting game. I'm not sure if all of them are like that. I don't think no, all of them are like one, that. Yeah, he, No, they're all bullet hell, but he's done a few where he partnered with another oh. indie group and they made a fighting game. But it's like There's that like one was a that one was a fighting game, but it was bullet hell fighting game. So it was like one v one, you versus another. They're not all like that, right? Yeah. Well, I'll also say that Toho is special in that the creator lets people make and create content using his characters' worlds, even the songs, with a complete free license. He says, as long as you're not a corporation, you can do whatever you want with my stuff. Have fun. So there's like thousands of fan games that are toho that are on sale on the switch everywhere like steam so you may it may not have been an actual official toho yeah exactly complaint. i don't know <laughs> that's <laughs> There's the thing there, but people made like toho rpgs they've made romance they've made every genre of game there's a toho version of it but it it, it is a very uh it is a very interesting um kind of it's almost like a genre in of itself because it's not just bullet hell it's bull hell bullet hell but it's toho and it is its own kind of thing. But I, I did thought it was pretty cool. But it's it's not really my kind of thing that I tend to play that often. But yeah, I, I knew that you're super interested in Toho. So I expected to see something Toho <laughs> in, in your list. I was going to say, some people ask me, you know, like, what, where do I start? I just want to say that if you're interested, if you go on Steam, they, they are selling not the very first, like, 10 games, which were probably the best. They are selling the more recent releases on Steam. But there's so many Toho games. The way to know that it's the official game is it's made by Team Shanghai Alice. So if you're interested, just look for Team Shanghai Alice in Steam, and that'll pop up games that are official. So uh, definitely worth checking out if you are interested. So that's one. Okay. Um, I'll I'll mention these because there's not much to talk about. But if I can manage to get a PlayStation 5, because it hasn't <laughs> gone on sale here in Japan as far as I'm concerned... There's articles in the newspapers now in Japan saying how Sony has completely flubbed it and that PS5 is going to be a total failure in Japan because no one it's it's been too long people the the people the are losing interest. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah the for sure is, like, like only resellers have it. They've only given the country a total of about I'd say 290,000 units over the last few months. There's just no units in this country. I'm, so only resellers have it. The most top selling game is like 20 30,000 copies that's it it's like i'm, it's I'm actually dead. super surprised that they still haven't been able to figure out the stock situation because i have a lot of friends that were like super excited about a ps5 and by now their hype has completely died down they're just like yeah, yeah. i'm just playing on my ps4 like you know is whatever One day. and One day, it's but it, it is pretty bad for for sony themselves to not be able to just like figure the situation out and even even earlier today, I saw a news article that apparently some UK retailer was going to get a bunch of consoles, and wouldn't yeah. you know it, the the scalpers got their hands on their entire stock, the entire stock before it even went on sale. They used some kind of a glitch. They bought out all the PlayStation Fives, just yeah. like straight up scalpers. Scalpers are winning this fight straight up. So it's pretty. And insane. what I don't understand is, you know, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but like. We know that there's no way to technically stop it, but there's some methods like I know like those weird machine gotchas is one way that you can sort of curb some of the bots. Why aren't sites implementing this I've... in Japan? It's been it's it's been raffle only from the very get go. No first come first serve. It's all raffle, which means no one's going to get. And then they thought that raffles would stop it. Nope. Everyone's just reselling it because you can turn over double the profit. And then resellers are trying to resell it again. It's like, it's just, uh, it's a bad situation. 
it's it's terrible like there's just so little stock and the few stock that does show up ends up going to scalpers it's it's completely yeah like which but which I, to I, me I, I digress I, I feel really bad about it because like i have one i got one from sony so that i could you know do coverage on demon souls and stuff and You've i think it's a fantastic system house. yeah i do like I, I think it's a fantastic system i think overall it's a really good console and it kind of sucks that people just can't get their hands on it yeah yeah but uh but if i can get one i'm gonna want something new and shiny to play with it so i have a i have two titles that i'll pick up just just to play them one is the neo remastered even though i don't think i'll play through the games we talked about neo before and how i kind of stopped midway but i never touched neo 2 but if i can get a shiny ps5 it'd be a good excuse to tinker with it a little bit you know so the the remastered is the what they're calling i think the final edition or the complete edition or whatever it is that comes neo 1 neo 2 and all of the lcs yeah. right yeah. 4k 120 fps yeah. support if you oh, want 1080 right. or it it does have 120 4k yeah, that'll be sweet yeah. 120 but i'm not sure because like that game also the, looks really good in, in 4k probably yeah. oh yeah then the demon souls of course as we've talked about is a game that i've never played so i would love to play it so, so those are just kind of like throwaways like if i get a new toy that'll be what i play with them um let's see here minecraft they have huge update coming this summer it's it's called caves and something, but they're adding in a whole. It's a huge change. They're adding in a brand new cave system, a new mountain system. They have like underwater caves that you can swim, you can raft in. You've got new like amethyst is going to be added to the game. Bronze or there's just I, there's a whole list. You should go through. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. There's a so bunch of new stuff. You know, I'm, our, I'm very curious about one thing though, which is the thing that I keep hearing about whenever someone talks to me about Minecraft. Are consoles going to get RTX, or is that still not a thing? That's that's the number one thing I want to know because we <laughs> played the RTX. I have a RTX card in my computer, so we put on the RTX version, and me and Yuna's jaw dropped. Like if you yeah, want to, I've heard feel that thing what next gen feels like. It's un, it's mind blowing. I said. Wow, okay, lighting is going to be the killer feature of this next gen. Like, this is amazing. But can they get it to work on console? I'm sure they're trying their damned hardest. Um, but if they do, then you better believe we're going to be there day one. Like, I, my guess is that they're going to say, okay, we're doing a huge update for summer. I imagine they're trying their hardest to get ray tracing for this holiday season. Because that would be the perfect way to sell the new Xboxes this holiday, is to say we've got you know, the most beautiful version of Minecraft because it is mind-blowing, my man. Oh, oh my that's, God. I'm just right. standing there with a damn torch in my hand and I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, let me put this on the... Oh, my God. Let me let me put a lantern here. <gasps> and then just... It, it feels like I'm a kid again. I, I just got reminded of, one, of something, which is Microsoft now owns Minecraft, so basically they could give RTX to Xbox and not give it to PlayStation 5. <laughs> Well, they wouldn't and do that. They, they Minecraft, they gift. I everybody. hope they so. don't. I hope they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, keep but going, yeah. please. So I'm looking forward to that. And then RTX is on the top of the list, but I don't know if it's going to be this year. Um, Halo Infinite, I'm looking forward to. I'm not. I I think that's coming this year. I think they said this uh, holiday. They're yes, for. yes. I th I think it's supposed to come 2021. And I'm not a big Halo guy, and I'm not a big shooter ga guy like. Uh, if you know the games that I play, but I have really fond memories of Halo 3, which was my first Halo experience. I really enjoyed that. 
on the 360. And so I, it's it's one of those things where like I just I know it's just good stupid fun. And if they can bring that back, I'd be so happy. I've never played too much Halo. I did play Halo 1. It's probably the only one that I finished, but I did buy like the Master Chief edition and Halo 5 yeah. and I never played either of them. Well, the good them. thing is, like, I, I, I subscribe to Game Pass because it's cheaper here in Japan than anywhere in the world, actually, which is hilarious. Uh, we only we only pay 1,100 yen a month, which is like 10, 10 US dollars for Ultimate, so which is like 35% cheaper than the US. But that's but, because... I mean, you get all... Microsoft, is I think, is like trying to make headway in the Asian market, so that's probably one of the big reasons why it's so cheap. Yeah. yeah. Sense. They're trying. but And that in the, the Japanese catalog has a few missing items than the US one. But if you just change your region of your console to U.S., boom, you've got the whole catalog. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, with Game Pass, you're you're gonna get all those games day one, so it's like it's a no brainer. I'm looking forward to that one. So that should be fun. I'm not following it so heavy, but I played the first game so much and I loved it, which is Bravely Default Two. So, okay. like, Bravely Default 1, I, I really liked. I said at the time that it was the, the next best Final Fantasy that wasn't called Final Fantasy. Because, to me, it was Final Fantasy in all but name. It was really good. I never played, like, the... They, I think they had a spinoff of yeah, one they or two did. of them. It was um, Bravely Second was the name of that one. I played the... I think yes. I played the demo, and I played a little bit of the game as well. Uh, I played a, a decent chunk of the first one. I never really did finish it. But uh, I really like Bravely Default. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I think they also did... Uh, that's the same team, if I'm not mistaken, that did Octopath Traveler, right? I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. Might be. It might be. <laughs> Sorry. No, hard fa- no hard facts uh, on, on that particular topic. But Octopath Traveler, I also really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was freaking brilliant. But yeah, nice. Octopath Traveler and Bravely Default, Those uh, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like those games are a little bit similar. So while I do yeah. really like them, I'm not sure if I'll have enough time to play them because I have to play games to create videos and stuff. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes that it and you know, like many people, I adored the soundtrack of the first Bravely Default game, and that I think it was Revo or Revo, however you pronounce it. They're back to do, I believe, the soundtrack for Default Two. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, ooh, okay. I hope I'm not wrong, and someone's gonna tell on the podcast. Sorry to crush your dream, Gaijin, but no, <laughs> they're not back. But it looks and, good. Um, so and I'll by the way, if, uh, if you guys are curious about Bravely Default 2, there's already a demo on... Actually, it's been there for a while, I think. And I believe that your progress carries over to the final game. Interesting. So you can actually, you can actually already play Bravely Default 2 and get, get prepped up because I believe the game releases 23rd or 26th. I think it's 23rd or 26th of February. But yeah uh that that one is again that one is also one that i'm very interested in but i'm not sure if i'll have enough time to play it with all of the other stuff that i want to play yeah uh, that's that's a tough one yeah it's it's you have to sort of sit down on a rainy day that's one of those good yeah. rpg titles you know and that worked really good on handheld so i'm i'm kind of interested to see how it's going to work with switch for me because whilst i do have a switch Lite and i have a switch regular because of the pandemic I'm working at home. I'm at home almost all the time. So I'm actually playing my Switch more like a console than I have been a handheld. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how I play that. But uh, yeah, it looks good. Um, I did not think I was going to look forward to it because I'm not 
I like the series and I reviewed actually two of them. But when I saw the new trailer for Biohazard Village, and Resident I see Evil? that there's, oh, sorry, yeah, it's called Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> I mean, you can you can say Biohazard. I'm just translating to the to the people listening in the West. Biohazard, Resident sorry. Evil, <laughs> Resident Evil Village. And I saw the trio of sexy vampire zombies. I was like, okay, I gotta get this. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I don't. Um, I didn't. I didn't like seven because I just the first person perspective threw me off, and it was a little. I want to say scary, but it was unsettling to me having like the, was it like the abusive father coming after you, like trying to like th- my father is that's unsettling. Saint, like so, I don't have bad experiences from that, but I imagine some people that that was not good. But like, I didn't like the feeling of feeling like I was being chased and going to be murdered by someone I didn't want to murder me. So. You know, but come on, like these girls, I don't mind if they barge in the room and they get on me and they rip my throat out. That's okay. So, so let me tell you, I'm, um, (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of horror games in general and, uh, Resident Evil, like I think Resident Evil is a fantastic franchise. It's just usually not for me, not because I'm scared or anything. It's just, I don't like a game that limits my ammunition to a point where I'm always concerned. Oh my God, can I, (laughs) can I afford to take this shot? Like this is. That's like the type of pressure that I'm not a huge fan of. Like I like blasting monsters. I like just destroying them. There's a reason I play the gun lance and not the bow gun. It's because huh? the gun lance doesn't run out of shells. That's the that's the beauty of but it. That's right? why they have that's why they have easy mode. Easy mode on Resident Evil is fantastic. Yeah, but I because like you don't have to worry so much. And the, to me, the game is more about the puzzles. I like the puzzle aspect. But I like challenge as well. So like I would I would never uh. play it on easy. So. Uh, and and here's something that I did. There's actually a full playthrough of Resident Evil Seven in my channel, all in VR. Oh good gosh! I can't do that. <laughs> Dude, there were some nah. there were some jump scares in there, and then and then I have this <laughs> thing which is like, look, gore doesn't phase me out at all. Like you can rip someone's head off yeah, right yeah. in front of me, like in in video games and you know just like simulated violence or movies, whatever. Like that doesn't trigger me at all but like dude you put a big ass fly in front of me like an unnaturally large fly and that just like get that thing away from me so what did you think about like the the vampire girl with like the bees and stuff coming out of her mouth and swarming you almost i haven't i haven't seen any of resident evil 8 trailers because i know that resident evil is not for me but if what you just described sounds terrible and i probably would not care for it one bit i'm sure you've seen the images on twitter but basically oh yeah yeah. i've seen the the vampire the the, the abnormal and then you've got her three daughters and they're probably gonna be the bosses it kind of reminds me of like metal gear 4 i think when you had like the the team of like four like female robots um, I, I am curious about one thing because you said you didn't like uh, seven all that much because it was in first person. So eight is yeah. going to be third person again. Yeah. Okay. So they, it's well, gonna, they I, I wasn't even aware of it's that. First person again. Yeah. Third person. You mean? Uh, sorry, it's first person. Wait. So it wow, is I'm, first person on eight. It is first person again. Yeah. I thought you didn't like seven person. because it wasn't. It was first person. So they're still first person. Yeah. There is, yeah, but there's <laughs> sexy vampires. I mean, how okay. can I? I wanna, I wanna play with the vampire girls. I can't help myself. You should play so it in that's VR, the only, dude. Literally, that's the only reason why I'm looking forward to the game. I was, I, sexy I don't vampires. like first-person games, but when I saw that, I'm like, I've got to play this. I'm, like, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> like, you know, I've got that, you know, that itch, that the gothic girl itch. Like, you put that, and I'm, I'm sold. Oh, like, okay. I, I, I mean? see where I see. I, where, I like the I vampires. Going, yeah. I, I like the zombie girls. <laughs> that's that's my cup of tea. So. Okay. So yeah, so I I will play and enjoy that. I'm sure uh, that'll be really fun. I don't know if it's coming this year. I highly doubt it. But I've been really really looking forward to Hellblade Two, uh, Senua's Saga for Xbox Ooh. from uh, Ninja Theory because Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is one of my favorite I would say game experiences in the last decade. And Dude, I've talked that, about this a lot. That game was insane. Like I, I didn't play it when it came out, but then uh, eventually I was like, okay, I got to check this out. A lot of people are talking this game up. And when I actually played it, I was like, this game is insane. And it's, it's really cool because it is a game that um, they've did some intense research on actual like mental health and problems that people have and tried representing yeah. those in game and just the the way that game goes from like beginning to end, like it, it just really blew my mind. You really There's do just get ideas the kind of, in there, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's as close as you get to like experiencing what someone with mental health actually goes through in a respectful yeah. way, which I think was really, really well done. Like I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but there's a few things in that game that. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still think about. It. I mean, just, I just felt a so few, much in just love. I've got, I bought the t-shirts. <laughs> I've got. I bought all the merchandise I could to help support the team. I really enjoyed it. And if any of you who are listening are interested in game development, they have yeah. a making of series on YouTube where it oh, was yeah. almost like a Kickstarter where they they did a full developer diary. You can watch it and it doesn't spoil the the game at all. There's no spoilers in it. It's one of the best made game I think documentaries I've ever seen when it comes to game development. It's absolutely fascinating, and I highly, highly... I, it kills me to see these videos on YouTube, and they are absolute amazing. And it's like, oh, it's got 20,000 views. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. How like people not... It's so interesting. When I when I finished the game, I went back and I just watched all of those, the the creation of everything and how they did it, which is, you know, why I was talking about the, the research that they did into mental health issues yeah. and all of these other things. It's really well done. And it's, it was really cool, like the step that they took where it's like, here's a game that's really well made. It's not going to be as big as other games in terms of just like game length, but we're only going to, yeah, but we're only going to charge you like, was $30 or something like that uh, on release? It was something along those lines. yeah. Yeah. So I was like, this is really cool. And I was super happy when I played that game because I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. And just like the the business practices that they've done and all of the research that went into mm-hmm. it was mind blowing. They, so, they yeah. made a fan out of me from there. So like for me, I'm like Ninja. Okay, I'm a fan. So I'm super. Yeah. So Hell, to. Hellblade Two. I'm super curious as well. Then I the other ones I have on here are really not uh, games that I'm looking forward to as much as I like. You know, like when we talk about like games like Monster Hunter, we're like, oh, I'm tracking it. I want to play it. Like those cover all the ones. I'd say if there's, I'm sure I'll probably get the Bowser's Fury game, uh, the <laughs> Super Mario Three. I'll probably get it, but honestly, my it's it's fun. It's really fun my... to play in in co-op, though. I mean, I don't know if you've had a Wii U or not, but like that game can be played co-op throughout, and it's actually pretty fun. So that could be something. Because cool Yuna's to never play played with 3D World, and that to me to this day is my favorite Mario yeah, game. The, I've never. I mean. Wait, I love it. Bowser's Fury is 3D World, right? Isn't that the expansion yeah, of yeah. 3D World or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so 3D World, she's never played. So I would love to 
Yeah, to that you experience the, both of you can play that co-op and like I've played that co-op uh, a little bit. I mean, I never finished that game, but I've played it co-op with some friends and that is a lot of fun because there's like uh there's almost like a mini game of seeing who there's this crown you've never <laughs> played in co-op that game? No, I've never played. So, so, so there's this thing where it's like, I think after the, you finish the first level, the game tells you who had the highest score and then that person gets a crown. And so uh. then you have the crown, but the other person can like steal the crown from you. And so whoever <laughs> finishes the level with the crown on, then they get a bonus on top of their score. So it gets a little oh, bit competitive. Wow. So there, there's a lot of fun aspects to it. Again, I didn't went too deep into it, but I did play a little bit with my wife uh, on the Wii U a, a while back. And like, we got really competitive about it. She would like, you know, try to <laughs> mess with my control and whatnot while we we're playing. So yeah, that, that oh, is, you know, that like is actually that really, stuff for sure. Yeah. That, that game was really fun through the world for sure. That and I guess as a guilty pleasure, if I can find time, which I highly doubt I will, because come on, face it, this is Monster Hunter Year. Yep. Monster uh, Hunter Year, dude. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I think, is coming out this year. Yes. And I played Mass Effect 2 no fewer than eight times all the way through. That's how much I like that game. Oh. I but did adored you, did you play, Mass Effect 2. Did you play one, two, and three as well? So or I played two? one three times all the way through. So one I enjoyed quite a bit. Oh, two wow. eight times i really eight, two is one of my favorite yeah, games two, of all time it's two is brilliant i love two it's so good and um, i had something like really about the structure bad of that game is just so good i had something really bad happen to me at the end of two and i had uh -oh. to live with that as i went into three yeah my garris oh, died oh no. <gasps> yeah i i played that's when, through that's when you start a new game <laughs> no 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 i play Go i played an old safe Cause like to me, I like that I like that series so much that it was like, no, this happened. This is my story, and in my story, yeah, yeah. Garrus died, and it friggin' sucked, and I hate it. But I'm playing three without Garrus, so yeah, that's that's what I did. He's such a good guy. That's like one of those scenes where it's like, like I'd marry him. Like that's that's like, he's husbandal. Like that's he's he's a and, personality, history, thought process. And this is why character. I hate really Jack. well written. I hate Jack. I hate oh, her. I hate her. Natalie I would. Portman? Is is it Natalie Portman that plays her? No. No, it looks like Natalie Portman. <laughs> she does. She does look like Natalie it's, Portman. It's a I was shaved like, head. She know. doesn't. She doesn't play her though. <laughs> like, no. But, um, but that was such yeah. a good game. God. Jack. Jack was three, the reason why Garrus died, and I was like, I hate you. I hate you forever. I'll wow. never forgive you. <laughs> three is one of those weird ones where I I don't know if I've ever talked to you about it, but. I love the franchise, so you'd assume going into three that I would play the crap out of it, and I dropped the game within two hours. It just did not feel right to me. I don't know what it was. Just something about just the opening prologue turned me off that hard that I didn't play the game. Wow. And I've tried twice already, and I just can't... It just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know what it is, whether it was the controls, I think it was Wii U or something at the time, but... Like, you played was, it on Wii U? <clears throat> I think so. Maybe my memory is wrong. Oh, okay. Because I played the whole thing on PC, so I had like all of my saves and stuff. So but that was I, like just the opening mission bugged me so much because like Mass Effect has always been that whole thing where you've got like it's like Star Trek, Star Wars, where you're, like you've got everything going on, the world's on fire, the galaxy's on fire, the universe is on fire, but you've got these nice little personal stories in the middle that you're going through, and it's those personal stories that end up changing everything, right? 
But like immediately at the beginning of Mass Effect Three, it's like, oh, we're go- we're going big scale this time, boys, and it just felt completely unpersonal. It felt too I big, can, too much, overwhelming. I don't know. There's something about it just didn't feel right to me. That I can, and I think I, I played see, on Wii U and the performance was bad. Yeah, I I can see how it feels like that, particularly at the start. The start of Mass Effect Three was very much like, oh yeah, we're going mainstream now. This is like a big deal. Like it was the yeah. more mainstream of Mass Effects, but I still enjoyed the journey, and I actually even enjoyed the ending. Although there is that whole controversy mm. about controversy, different endings, yeah. and yeah, I don't want to get too much into that. It's but not it's about like, the ending; it's about the journey there. Yeah, I I enjoyed the journey there, but a lot of people were upset about the ending, and then they changed it and went on. And I was mm. like, oh, it's okay, whatever. I mean, I, I don't mind either way. But I didn't man, have a problem with it, but yeah. So, like, I recently downloaded uh, Mass Effect one again on the xbox series x just to for kicks but that game doesn't scale at all like it still plays like 30 fps or whatever and it, it doesn't look oh, any good they, 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 they haven't, they haven't touched the... it's just backwards compabble <laughs> you're still in the elevator for two minutes you know when you're going down in the citadel oh. so like if they're going to give mass effect 2 a fresh coat of paint i'll play it a ninth time i don't care that's i can't i want it yeah, Ma- Mass Effect 2 was very special. I agree. Out of, out of the three of them, Mass Effect 2 is probably my favorite as well. Okay, you got it's any like more games? Sp- it's like a, it was like a Seven Samurai, like Spaghetti Western, you know, like one episode for every character and you assemble the team and then you go out for the final mission. It was cool. It was pretty cool. And that's it. For, what about you? What, what's on your list? I'm very curious to hear. Okay, so number one with a bullet, uh, you know, obviously after we take out the Monsanto ones. Uh, Elden Ring, which I still believe is, it is coming year? out this year. I, we don't know. Nobody knows because there's very little mm. news on it, but I believe it will be this year. I believe it might even be summer this year, which will be really hard because that means I probably won't well, be able no to play PS5. stories too. Is it cross-plant <laughs> or is it next-gen? Or I could call it next-gen because it's still not um, out. But is it next-gen or is it current plant as last, well? Last time that they announced it, it was just PS4, so I don't know what their plans are now. Maybe that's one of the reasons why they're delaying it so much, because they might Wait, be working it's not on even PS5. On, it's not an Xbox? What do you mean, Xbox? Oh, no, I, I just say it's PS4. Not, it's, it's current-gen. It will be on Xbox, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, me I mean Phil, I'm like, what? Phil, Phil Spencer even came out and said, like, I played a decent chunk <laughs> of it, so it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely on Xbox. Like, What if I don't get the PS5? Shit. Oh, no, no, no. You, you'll be able to play it on, on the Xbox for sure. Oh, you're going to eat that stuff up when it comes out. That's going to be... That's oh, gonna, yeah. I can't wait to see the struggle when you have both Monster Hunter and something Dark Souls-ish to play with. I can't wait to see how you juggle that. Oh, so, you, so you're basically like, you can't wait to see me struggle with my schedule, like murdering yeah. myself along in the process. So when yeah. you say summer, you better be knocking on wood because there's going to be way too much Monster Hunter in the summer. Yeah, I so hope. Like, come on, come in the fall, come in the winter. I, I hope it's later. Or to be honest, I wouldn't even mind if it came out on not Monster Hunter year. That would even be better. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's like if it does come out this year, it's definitely one of the ones that I'm super excited for. Then Amen. the other one is the next Final Fantasy fourteen expansion. So... Ah. I got into Final you Fantasy XIV. a lot 14. of FF14? I, I got into it in 2019, and I'm not kidding when I say that. The story of that game throughout its multiple expansions has taken me to tears plenty of times. Like, wow. actual tears. To the point where, like, if I watch the final cutscene of Shadowbringers, which is up. the last expansion, I will tear up. 
Like it's that the story of that game is that good. And there, there are very few games that can get me to that point. If any, even like if yeah. any and final fantasy 14 got me to that point multiple times because it's just so masterfully crafted and the way in which they weave in the soundtrack of that game, which the soundtrack of that game is like the fact that it's never won an award is beyond criminal. It is be like, mm. I listen to that soundtrack even when I'm not playing it. Like it'll, I'll just have it playing in the background because I like it that much. And so that game, when the next expansion comes out, I have to play it. I don't care what else is happening. I need to play it. I need to see more of that story because that story was very special to me. And because of Damn, that. Talk about a glowing recommendation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and here's, and you want to know one of the kickers about Final Fantasy XIV is that right now, they are offering uh, the trial. It gives you access to their first expansion for free, which is one of the best Final Fantasy stories ever. It's called Heavensward. And you can play that whole thing for free. You don't have to pay the monthly fee of the MMO or anything like that. You can just play Realm Reborn and Heavensward for free. And it's insane. It's completely insane. So here's so. a weird question. If someone was to start today and they wanted to just experience the story of that, how many hours do you think they would have to put in where they can clear that? If they were all the way, all the way up into Heavensward, depending on, yeah. you know, depending on your level of experience. Someone that's starting completely fresh, I would wager anywhere between 100 to 150 hours. That's not too bad. That's actually. for free. <laughs> that's no, amazing. No, what I'm saying is, like, if someone's like, okay, I really want to play it, but I have to, you know. In order to get through the expansion, it takes like five, six hundred hours of leveling up. Like, oh it's yeah, an online game, but it's not like that bad. Like, well, that's I mean, doable. I mean, if someone's hearing this and they're hearing you go to tears, then like, come on, guys, get on it. One hundred fifty hours, you got it. Like, you we got here's a month here's and a half the thing. Like, that's uh, that's Heavensward. Then there's Stormblood, and then there's Shadowbringers. Oh, <laughs> so that that all is probably like five hundred plus hours or something like that it, to get to the. Do you choose, or is it like chronological? Like you go no, on to the next. It's a hundred percent chronological, and you can't even like wow. you, if you can skip it, but you'll miss out on the story. Like you can buy like a character skip or whatever, but you miss out on huh. a lot of the story. And like a lot of the reasons why I'm so emotionally invested is because I've been with these characters since the beginning, and so that's whenever mm. something happens to one of those characters, it's like it's very, oh my god. Wait, you know, do you mean like from the beginning, like when the game was a disaster or beginning from no, like when it was reborn? Uh, for me, it was from when it was reborn. I never played the 1.0, uh, the disaster one. But some of those characters <laughs> were there in 1.0 as well. So like someone who's yeah. been there since 1.0, they've been with those characters for even longer than the people that start with Realm Reborn. I just say like I don't insane. play, I haven't played it. And, you know, I my love for... Final Fantasy has waned over the years as the direction of the series has changed. But I will say that 14 looks like it's going to go down as the best Final Fantasy of them all. I think it's the most beloved one. I, I have not met a single person who's like not totally in love with it that's played it. Out of all, I mean, I haven't played that many Final Fantasies. Like I've played uh, a significant chunk of eight. Didn't finish it, but I love it. I love eight. Uh, I never played the original seven. I played seven remaster. And then I played 15, which I did like. I know that a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it a lot. But 14 is, forget about it. It's the best wow. it's the best that I've ever played. So I'm, I'm, I'm the backwards. I, I played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, wow. 12, 13. Jesus. 12, 13. I named my daughter after a Final Fantasy character. Yeah, Yuna. Yuna. <laughs> That's, where do you think the inspiration for that came? And I mean, 
Luckily, it's like one of the most common names ever in Japan. So it's not like it's I'm. I'm it's not like it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, like a really weird game name or something like that, which I th- still think is fine. Um, but like I didn't play the online one, so like I was eleven, so I never played that. Um, and then thirteen is where the divorce between me and FF happened, and you know, I I think fourteen I never tried because I just don't do that business model. I just my life doesn't support the time that would be needed. I say that as someone who put in thousands of hours into monster hunter yeah so irony is there <laughs> so uh and then 15 i bought um and i played a little bit and it just wasn't for me and i, the I next liked one is, i liked 15 a lot but yeah but um yeah, so. funny funny you should bring up the next one because uh the reason why i'm so excited about this next game is because it is being made by the same team that made final fantasy 14 what it is that is Final Fantasy 16. That oh, is yeah. coming out this Yoshi, year. Yoshi P, right? Uh, yep, Yoshi P. I'm super hyped. I'm super pumped for the simple fact that this is the team that wrote the story of Shadowbringers that brought 14 <laughs> to where it is. So I'm just like, I can't wait to see what you do with another number Final Fantasy now, dude. It's like, it's insane. So it's going to, it's like, it's a huge year for Monster Hunter, but at the same time, it's a huge year for Final Fantasy as well. Because supposedly That's this not year. coming out this year, is it? what 16 yeah yes at least it's announced for this year so it's like you got a 14 expansion supposedly i believe at least the 14 expansions coming out this year and 16 that is insane wow again i could be wrong maybe i'm getting some of this wrong but like i'll know on like february 5th or 6th or whatever they're they're having like their uh event for 14 where they're going to talk about the next expansion so that'll be super interesting uh, to see what's happening there. Wow, I did not know it was coming that fast. I'm used to, yeah. I'm used to these big games. They announce them and they come out a decade later. So, like, did you wow. see the trailer for 16? I did, yes, and I looked because interesting. It, and I think I was a little disappointed at seeing people's reaction to it because I thought I was like, wow, it like it looks like they're pretty far along. It looks like they're doing in-game engines. It looks like they're you know, and I know the team Yoshi's team like kills it. So I'm like. How could you not be hyped? And then I, I saw some comments. People were like, it, 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 doesn't, it just looks like another medieval fantasy game. And I'm like, well, it's Final Fantasy, guys. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's actually. The fact uh, that it's not like super J poppy, like weird, like, you know, it's not out there. To me, I like. It feels more grounded. Like I can relate to these characters, maybe. Like, so I'm, I liked it a lot. I'm 90% sure that that is going to be a very vocal minority because most of the people that yeah. I've spoken to, they're like, everybody's hyped for 16, especially because it is, I believe they're called Creative Business Unit 3 or whatever, uh, yeah. especially because it is them uh, behind the project mostly. And uh, the the thing that I really liked is that it looks like it's going to be R-rated or I, I don't know what the rating is going to be, but it's going to be mature because the fact that you mm. just see like a child get bathed in blood in the frigging trailer it's like cut somebody up right in front of a child. And the blood like splatters right onto his face. Like that's going to be some really dark Final Fantasy stuff in there. So and um, they, they, they're bringing in um, someone from that. They used to work for Capcom that d- did combat for Devil May Cry. And um, what's the other one? And Dragon's Dogma. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons to be hyped for 16. <laughs> It's friggin' crazy. Nice. Um, okay. Well, you, you got me interested. The other one that, um, another game that I'm very excited, and it's like, 
for some strange reason, like there's a ton of square games in my, in my list today is <laughs> Outriders, which is uh, a looter shooter. This one I'm curious about, but it's like because of the fact that looter shooters have been going down a path where it's like we had Anthem, which flopped. We had Marvel's Avengers, which flopped. We have uh, Godfall, which has essentially flopped at this point as well. It's like, here I am taking a chance on another one, but this one looks more solid. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's going to be cross-play, and it's got a, a bunch of stuff that they're talking about, so I'm curious about it. Then Interesting. I've, I haven't played any of these games. I didn't even hear about I don't even know what this game is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. It, it's not is, outside, it, is it person, person competitive stuff, or is it co-op? No, no, no. It's co-op. It's three-player co-op. Okay. I like these co-op games. Like I, I really like co-op games, so yeah. Um, then the other one that I have on my list is near replicant. Hmm. Like that's I, a, that's re- a remaster I, or is it a remake? It's a, it's a remaster, it's, right? I think it's more of, Kinda? I think it's kind of like a remake. I'm pretty sure it's a remake. Okay. I never played the remake, original, but Nier. not like re-envisioning or anything. It's, it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. an authentic remake. Yeah. It's an authentic remake. Um, I, I never Final played Fantasy the original story to the term remake now, which I <laughs> oh, yes, Cause we used to, we used to say remaster was like a fresh coat of paint, like monster Hunter generations ultimate remake meant that they made the same game, but they made it using a more up-to-date engine and much better assets. But now like the, when you say remake, people are like, Oh, you're re-envisioning it. I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. It's but, yeah. Final Fantasy seven remaster is almost like a reboot in a lot of ways, but yeah. yeah cause I've, I, What's funny is I didn't even play it. I, I watched a lot of it on YouTube. And Dude, it's, it, it, that game it plays doesn't like feel a like dream. the FF7 I played when I was in high school. Dude, that game plays like a dream. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of really good stuff about the game. But um, yeah, I'll Near Replicant, because I loved... Um, Near. I loved... Uh, what was it called? Near Automata? Uh, Near Automata was amazing. Which, by the way, Final Fantasy XIV has like a collab with Near Automata. Like, there's... Two whole raids wow. just around Near Automata, which is amazing. And there's going to be a third raid around Near Automata on like some of the last patches of the thing. <laughs> it's a real shame we, ne- we never got a quest like that in Monster Hunter World. Like, can you imagine if you had a 2B skin and like a longsword? Oh, yeah. It would have been hype. Yeah, dude. They should have they done something like that. Too saucy for Capcom? No way. No, dude. No way. No way. But we'll uh we're gonna have some more to talk about that when we get into Monsanto Land as well because I have some some topics yeah. to go over. But uh, finally, the the last one that I have on my Damn. yeah the last one that I have on my list is Horizon Forbidden West, which is ah um, that's the second sheesh that's the second Horizon Zero Dawn, and I love the original. I never I never finished the DLC that they made, but like the original story, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. It was it was interesting because it one of the best openings to a game, I think. Yeah, the father-daughter thing that, that I really liked. It was very good, and the um, the thing about that game um, was that it came out on the same year as Breath of the Wild. So, like at at the time, I was still doing like top lists of the year, and so Breath of the Wild yeah. came out on top because I value gameplay more than anything else, and I think that the gameplay of Breath of the Wild was brilliant because it it made open worlds much more fun, right? Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn was much more formulaic like here's all these things in the map that you can go and do but i thought that the story of horizon zero dawn was way better than the story of breath of the wild mm. just like the story of that game was was brilliant to me 
So Forbidden did West. I ever, tell, is something... did I ever tell you how I got turned off from it? Well, I'm a I, I like the game and I'm a supporter of it, but I and I was hyped because it was like, oh my god, we're gonna be like monster mecha hunters, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I actually I was really hyped. It, it's funny you, you should say. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like I I was at uh, E3 the on the year that one of the years that I got to basically interview the developers, uh, and one of the questions that I just flat out asked them was like. So you guys took a lot of inspiration from Monster Hunter, right? And they were like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even shy, but they are like, yup, we definitely did. <laughs> I was like, I can tell, because it looks like you're hunting these mechanized monsters really well done. But the, go the ahead, you were saying... The thing that turned me off, though, like the first game was really weird, was I loved the intro, and I thought that was beautifully done. And I was invested in the characters. I loved the initial part, I loved the initial part of the story go to that first village, like outpost playing, everything was great. And then when the game started turning away from humans versus machines, and it turned more like, it was more like, it was a really deep human story of like, oh yes, how shitty humans are, like humans versus humans. And I was worried about that when I saw the trailer. And then when that started unfolding, I immediately lost interest in, as a game. As a story, I was interested. I watched it all on YouTube, even though I bought the game. I just didn't play it. Because I don't know if we talked about this. There's something about... The human versus human conflict as a gameplay mechanic doesn't work for me. You don't like it's it. not like something consciously I think about. It's just it just turned me off. Like I don't want to kill people. I want to kill monsters. You know, but uh but I watched the story on YouTube and I enjoyed it. So like people go, wait, you like the game, but you never played 80% of it or 90% of it. I'm like, yeah, you can like a game yeah. and not play like I played enough to appreciate the initial part of the system and I thought it was really well crafted. And I could see where that's gonna be. Oh, you you know. should have. I'm happy to see it it evolved because man that team really made you should have seen gorgeous yeah you, you should have seen some of the later fights that you do because you know it really brings out that monster hunter side of you because like you see the monsters and you can see the paths that they take and you're like okay i'm gonna put some traps here and i'm gonna <laughs> do so yeah you, you actually just literally set up like uh these explosive traps so that you plan things out so that when you would shoot the monster the monster would come running at you and you would go through a path that would go through your traps and stuff like that and then mm. like on the bigger monsters, like there's one, I think it's called the Thunderjaw. And you would have like these special arrows that would break off parts of them. And so you could break off weapons and then you would steal yeah, their weapons and then shoot, shoot them back at them. Dude, it was brilliant. I love the combat in that game. That game was freaking wild. I loved it. I think I even platinumed it. I liked it so damn much. I just kept going until I had everything done. And then I was still there's, playing there's it again. Like a new coming game out plus. this year. Yeah. I'm just shocked. Wow. I did not realize all these were coming out this yeah. year. I guess this holiday season I mean, is going to be the official launch of this gen. So, I mean, but they, wow. They might not end up all coming out this year because, you know, COVID is getting worse and worse. Yeah. Like right now, Portugal is considered, I think, the worst country in the world when it comes to COVID because we have so oh, many wow. people dying over here uh, over it. So, yeah, we're like Europe put us in this deep red list of like, don't travel to this country uh, unless you absolutely have to. So it's like, don't travel in or out. So we, we can't even leave the country anymore uh, unless there's like some big reason why we have to leave the country. It's it's pretty wild and crazy. And here I am, I'm getting scared and we're, we're panicking over, we have about 100 deaths a day now, which is crazy for Japan. Um, we've hit, we've hit like 5,000, 200 deaths. So. I think we've yeah. had like, 300 today alone or something like that it's it's oh my gosh freaking crazy it's 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 insane that's scary 
and like 10,000 new cases it's, it's it's insane so stay safe out okay. there people if yeah wear, as I say if you're listening stay safe wear a guys, mask and, uh, please like sorry if you are affected my thoughts are out to everybody but um, let's let's not dwell on on the negative aspects of yes. life too much. Let's let's move on and get people of, cheery. There's a happy. lot of good reasons to stay home this year. Yeah, my gosh. So speaking of which, I hear you're you've been trying out something new with Yuna recently. <laughs> Talk yeah, to me so about it. You, you okay? So Yuna has been she's in this weird point where she's almost done with school because school here in Japan ends in March. That's the end of the school year. And they start the school year in April. It's immediate. You just There's no summer break in between it. They go straight into a new year. So she's going from elementary to middle school because middle school here starts at seventh grade. We're in like America, I think sixth grade maybe is middle school. It's different I everywhere. Think, I think in but, Portugal um, it's fifth. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah. So she, she's been having a lot of time in her hands. I don't think she has a lot of friends right now with the whole situation with the pandemic. So there's not like people coming over and playing and stuff like that. So we've played, she's played the Monster Hunter Rise demo at this point over, I think 150 hours. Like we've put in a lot of time in that. We've played it enough where I think we feel like we're beating the dead Mitsune at this point. And <laughs> not only that, there's also the concern, at least the concern that I have that you Burn kind out. of like start burning out. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've also so been kind of like, like I th we've done what we want to do in it. And so she's like, I'm bored. She's like, I want something new to dig into. I want something new to think about. And, I'm, and I said, why don't you try Monster Hunter World? I mean, we've got Game Pass. You can play it. And she's like, huh, I didn't even realize that I could do that. I was like, we'll play it together. So we've been, I've been getting her just, just in the last few days, uh, but getting her playing Monster Hunter World. So right now we're in low rank still. We've played for about five hours, I think. So we're at the point where, where we've hit the rotten veil, and we're we're in there right now. So uh, she's been having a good time. She was ecstatic to get the. Um, I bought her the, the charm of the uh, nightshade Paoluma that follows her around. She loves Paoluma. She always I, has. I so saw the thing the, is like um, a little balloon. It's so cute. I saw the the video on Twitter. If you guys haven't. You guys aren't following uh, Gaijin on Twitter. There's there's a link in the description of this video, but uh, like, you guys should definitely check that. It's, it's like <laughs> Yuna's just like running around little balloon Paluma. I never got the the little balloon ones, but I thought they looked pretty cool as well. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna run out of hard drive space because she keeps taking videos and screenshots. Because in every cutscene, that thing is like floating over people's faces and stuff, and it's just <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and she loves so she keeps taking all these pictures and stuff. She's like, oh my god, you got to see this. Oh my god, you got to see this. I, I can I can already but, see it. The commander being like all stern and so and stuff, and suddenly like little nightshade Paolumu floating <laughs> around. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, crazy. we've been playing World, and I think we're gonna play that probably until the end. She told me today when she comes home from school, she's like, "I want to play World when we come home." Ooh, like, she's get she's getting into it. I want to play. I come home. I want to play Monster Hunter. Um, hello, dream come yep. true. Pretty pretty Are you much. Me? Like I hope she's that hooked. by. I hope that by the time my kid gets to be uh, 12, he's also going to be like, hey, dad, I can't wait to get home. Let's go play some Monster Hunter. It's like, yeah. I know. Is the dream. I hear that. I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so today we'll did be you, playing. I, I imagine we'll probably get to the Elder Recess today. Did you start? And Wait, you're still in low rank. How are you going to get? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Going to go all the way? Or are you going to just burn through high rank all the way to Elder's Recess? 
Well, we got the defender weapons, and it's like the most oh, hilarious. Right. It's the it's the most hilarious broken thing yeah, ever. It's, if you just want to unlock stuff, but you know what? She actually enjoys that because she's not looking to go in and like have to craft. She's like, I'm going to do that in Rise. Yeah, she's super hyped for Rise. So she, why she bring yourself see, out? Yeah. You know, it's for this point. It's about getting her familiar with the monsters and getting more in love with them, and she's having a good time there. So uh, what I wanted to ask was like, did you start a new character or did you use your existing? I did, yeah, character? yeah. That's, no, that's... I started. I started a brand new character with her. Because like you would destroy. Like I did that for a friend of mine because he's like, oh, I just want to like burn through it and just like go real fast. And I was like, okay, check out how fast you can go. I go in there, slam, full oh, burst. That's... Monsters damn near dead from just like a slam and a full burst. Like Jesus. No, I want her to have fun. So like even I will hold back a little bit in the hunts because I know the monsters really well. Yeah. So at this point, it's it's more like I want her to get have have the fun of getting in there and going crazy, but the defender armor is so powerful that you don't have. We haven't used a single potion yet. Um, yeah, you kind really you kind of don't you kind of don't have to, particularly if you have because it's two of you, so you have the palicos, and if you just bring like the the vigor wasps, like <laughs> it just auto heals oh. you. It's not even a thing. Um, She's using what, the bow. She's having a good time with the bow. She really likes the brumble on the dragon piercer. Which I agree with. Like I, that's the one thing I wish was in Rise was a rumble feature because it feels really good. She's the like, rum- Dad, my controller's freaking out. Like, oh yeah, yeah. When <laughs> when it's when it's charging the dragon piercer, right? Uh, oh, that's I, but, great. But the the final product is going to have rumble. Sure. I mean, GU has I don't rumble. Know. I'm pretty sure GU even know. has rumble. Yeah, it does. I think it. Even, yeah, I think it's well, one of G- the announced features of GU is even age the rumble. I don't know if it's going to be in Rise. I don't know. I'll be honest. I I don't I don't recall seeing it listed anywhere. I know that if you play it on Switch Lite, there's no rumble in the light. Oh, the the light but doesn't have not, rumble. No. Oh, that sucks. And she's going to be playing it in in the light. No, no, she, no. She plays on regular Switch on TV. Oh, okay. She doesn't play in portable. I'm the I'm the person who plays in portable. Okay, okay. So so she's gonna she's gonna have rumble. I'm I'm ninety percent sure that Rise is gonna have rumble. There's no way. So she'll she'll get to nice. experience that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure she'll get to experience that. Uh, now, I was curious, what but, weapon are you playing? Oh, so I started out like I usually do when I just want to be lazy in the world. Because I've done a lot. I've done, like, you know, started a new game. This is, like, my fifth time. So uh, usually I just go with Hammer. Oh, dude, Hammer's Hammer is so good. Hammer is just so fun in world. Like, for, it's like For the early game, I think it's the perfect weapon because... You don't need anything on that sucker, and you just knocking stuff out. And if if you're doing it proper, if you just make the what the puke puke hammer, like you're good, like you're good. Now this one has like blast, the defender one. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm just goofing around, like I'm just like you know walking around watching Yuna fight the monster. Every now and then I do a spinny move and I knock it out, and it's good fun. Like spinning spinning bludgeon with blast attached to it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> But she, she's so funny. She's got the spirit, right? That like we kill a monster and the very first thing she does is whip out the fishing rod and she's hitting me in the head with it. <laughs> I didn't know you, you could, could do whip that. Out the, yeah, you could whip out the fishing rod when you're not. It looks like she's fencing me or something. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. I, had, I, had I will no upload a, a clip of that if I have it. I had no idea that that was a, that was a thing that you could even do. But she I, I, really enjoyed the Zora Magdaros hunt, believe it or not. She said that so far has been her, her the, highlight. She had the, the most fun on one? that one. The yeah, very the first Zora Magdaros? Yeah. 
I mean, I, that's the thing about those missions, which is I always hear people like complain about them and like, oh, I don't like this mission. And I feel that a big reason why people don't like those missions is because they're playing it solo. Like those missions are yeah. clearly designed for you to be able to like play with uh, several players and enjoy it. with. Oh, several. it was really fun. It was my first time doing it like side by side with somebody. And it's like, you know, you got, you know, oh, I got the cannonballs. You're helping yeah. each other out. Okay, I'll take this one. You take that one. And then when you're on side, it's like, I don't know where the other core is over here, over here. And you're running around like a madman looking for stuff. It was good fun. That's the thing. I, I just kind of wish that the Zora Magdros fights, particularly the, the later one, would yeah. actually involve or at least give you more rewards for putting in more effort. So like I think what would be cool is uh, to actually have the necessity of players going back into Zora Magdros instead of just staying outside spamming cannons. Like there should be a reason for you to go back in there because you can go and break the uh, the molten core on top of his head. You can break it yeah. twice or three times or however many it is. You can go down into his his hands or whatever, and then you can chop away at his belly. Like there's several positions for you to go back into Zora Magdros, and most players don't even know that you can do that. Like a, a lot of people yeah. don't even know because after that you reach that point of the fight, they just sit there and they just spam cannonballs. It's just like, I think that fight could have been a lot more interesting if Capcom made it more interactive because they haven't. It's just, okay, I guess we're equipping heavy artillery and spamming cannons and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I kind of lament that we don't have something like Jen Moran because that I did side by side with other people and boy, is that fun. It's like, oh, I got up. I'm on, I'm on. Okay, I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm just, you know, I'm on the ship. It's cool. Okay, about the gong, yeah, watch out, everyone bong, and like everyone flies off. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stuff that actually requires you to um to coordinate with other players, I feel like is communicate, much more, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's much more interesting. Um so yeah, if if they put more of that into fights like Zora Magros, I feel like that could have been done much better. So yeah. you guys are gonna take it all the way up to Elder's recess. What do you think she's going to say yeah, when I she think, sees Dorogama? Well, she wants to get to the Steamworks because she likes the Steamworks a lot. Oh, she's dude. done that in my game. That's like the best, one of the best cinematics that they've done whenever that thing is. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, so I think she wants to get to Celiano. So I think we'll, we'll bust into Iceborne and then we'll start putzing around and I'll see how far she wants to go. She might want to go all the way. Um, but I think we're, we're at this point we're being cautious to not burn ourselves out. Yeah, we're both super hype for Rise. Yeah, and it's like if you if you play too much Monster Hunter, you might get to Rise and be like, mm -hmm. oh, it's the same thing. You know, it's a different game, but it's kind of the same thing. So it is healthy to yeah. get to a point where it's like, okay, let's let's keep our energy, let's keep our hype, so that when we're yeah, going we're just to Rise, dab dabbling and keeping ourselves busy, yeah. you know, having a fun time. And she's getting to see the monsters more, which is really fun for her. But yeah, I'm I I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm super jealous. Super, I can't I can't wait to one day hopefully be able to do that with my son if he is interested, or my daughter if she is interested. Uh, in and checking out. And just so you people know, I did I. She's been around Monster Hunter her whole life because I mean I play it so much. I've never like said, hey, you should try Monster Hunter. Like I've never, like she picks up what she picks up, and she yeah. she's the one who said, I want to play this with you. She's like, I've been wanting to get into the series. I watch you play it. I love the monsters. I like the music. She's like, I want to try this out. And so I got really nervous, uh, hoping that she would like it. Because if she doesn't like it, hey, she doesn't like it. But she tried yeah. the Rise demo. And like, I'm telling you, it's because they put Mizutsune in that demo. 
uh, was the the thing that really hooked her. She loves that monster. So she's like, I want to get good enough to I can hunt this thing alone. Now she's like, hmm. I want to get good enough where I can get sub 15. I really oh, like this dude. monster. She's gonna, she's gonna be a speedrunner, dude. She's gonna no. Be. Well, I showed her, I showed her a speedrun video, and she's like, I don't like that. She's like, <laughs> okay. where's the fun in locking down a monster? She's like, I like the idea of watching it fling around. I like the, you know, the 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 sweeping in and out of the bat. She's like, why did you want the hunt to end fast? She's like, the hunt is the fun part. I'm like, oh, yeah. you sweet summer child. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> But uh, she can sub 15 on easily, and she can kill it alone, which is impressive, without carding. So she knows, and she doesn't even use all the moves, which is from, from someone who knows Monster Hunter, it's kind of like, oh my god, you're not even using this move. And it's like, it bugs you a little bit, but it's like, it doesn't matter. You just find like, what you play however you want. She's uh, And she's using the bow. She's using she's solo it with the hunting horn, dual blades, oh, okay. and the bow. But oh, she's wow. using the bow primarily. Dual blades and bow, two weapons that, you know, benefit greatly from having elemental damage and not having that damage in this yeah. demo. And she's still just like comfortably sub 15ing it. That's that's pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh, we're having a blast, you know, she with everything there. So but the, I mean, she likes the monsters so much, and now she's telling me that when if we ever move to a, an apartment where we can have musical instruments, because we can't because we live like in a four house apartment so you can't have pets and you can't play instruments um because of noise regulations and stuff she's like i want to learn how to play the shamisen that's she the legit that, wants to learn how to play that's the the instrument that goes yeah oh man yeah, yeah. that's awesome and that she's like awesome, yeah. i want to be able to play the theme for well she it's tamamitsune in, in japanese but i want to play the theme for mizutsune She's like, hey, you played clarinet, flute, and saxophone growing up. She's like, why don't you pick up the shakuhachi, the flute? We can so one day we can play it together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's she she's she's in love. It's it's so nice seeing someone fall in love. And then with Monster Hunter. And then you guys can also play like the Naruto theme. <laughs> I don't know Naruto, so okay. I know of Naruto, and I know like the run and the meme, but that's about it. Uh, it's also got like some, uh, I assume it's some flute instrument and then there's some shamisen in there as well in, in some of the action scenes. So yeah, you get, you guys could play that as well. Like, I don't know that some music of that series that I didn't even watch that series that much, but some of the music kind of sticks with you because you know, it's, it's also got the shamisen and the flutes and whatnot. So yeah, I like it, but, uh, um, so, yeah, we got her guys. We got her. She's, she's hooked. What, what do you think she's going to say when she gets to Dorogama though? I don't think I I know her taste pretty well, and I don't think that you don't think be, she's gonna care. She's gonna just like brutally, brutally blow slaughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I good could be to wrong, know. but I know I'm pretty good at judging what she reacts to, and I don't think she likes lizards, snakes, uh, Paolumu. She loves like Toby Kadachi. Like she likes those type of things, and she also likes amphibians a lot. So. If, like, she's Tetsukabra gonna love baby Tetsukabra. Game, she's going dude. to love Tetsukabra. <laughs> uh, but so. yeah, that that's good because that that blue bastard needs to get blown up. There's too many people like, oh no, don't hurt poor little Dorogama. No, you kill him just like you kill everything else. And you chop his tail and you break his face. It's that simple. I'd say the one happen. good thing about playing the game with defender weapons 
is that you don't make anything for your hunter because everything is just unbelievably weaker compared to it, right? Yeah. Um, so what that means is that we can go after every quest and make all the Palico gear. And there we're is. really, she's really having a fun time because the Palico gear, we both agree, is like much more adorable than the hunter gear. Like they did such a good job. So she, she's every hunt, she's like, I'm using this on my Palico. And then the next one, oh, I'm using this on my Palico. And it's so, just, you know. Let me tell you where your problems are going to be as someone who has played through the game with Defender Weapons on PC to just like rush to Iceborne. You're going to yeah. get the Iceborne. You're going to want to craft the weapon. And you're not going to have low rank material. <laughs> yeah, That's what happens. That if I have to go. Then you have to go back to low rank, kill the monster in low rank. Then you have to go to high rank, kill the monster in high rank. And then eventually uh, you go to master rank and kill the monster in master rank. That's the problem with using the defender weapons and not crafting stuff. That's what I found. When yeah. I got to the PC version, I'd be like, oh, crap. I want to do a Rathalos sword and shield. Well, got to go kill low rank Rathalos, high rank Rathalos in order to get the materials <laughs> to craft everything all the way. That's the problem with the defender. But um, yeah, it's, it's also really funny seeing the desire sensor in full motion here because I can care less about what's on my hunter, right? Like I've played world enough and I'm the one getting all the damn plates. Oh, every time we hunt, I'm the no. one getting them. And she's never gotten one yet. And I've gotten like six. I'm just like, this is so stupid. Oh, and when you get when you get the higher rank, you're going to get all the spikes. And then when you get to master, oh, rank, yep. you're going to get all the rubies. It's, the game just knows how to punish. Yep, pretty much. Desire sensor all the way. Always knows. But uh, it's it's good to hear that Yuna's enjoying Moss Hunter World as much as she is. Uh, a, a lot of times people ask me, hey, like, I feel like I'm late to Monster Hunter World. and Never late. Yeah, that's the thing. You're never late to Monster Hunter World because it's not a games as a service. It's not like the game's yeah. going away. Like As a matter of fact, we even talked, now is actually a really good time to start because all of the events are live and they're going to be live on rotation for the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah. So you, you literally have access to the stuff that we would have to wait for back when the game was still like in its regular content cycle. We'd have to wait. Oh, we got to wait for like the, the festival to come around. It's like now there's festivals literally every week. All the time. So it's like... It's, it's never been a better time, yeah. Yeah. And especially if you, if you don't... Oh, my friends aren't playing. I was like, it's... the. Playing solo in world is by far the easiest game to play solo with. So I don't think you have anything yeah. to worry about. If if there's no bandwagon, don't worry. One man bandwagon works just well. Yeah, it's not it's not really a problem for so to, to everybody that's ever asked, hey, is it too late for me to get into world? It's never too late. Okay. And never, it's never probably never going to be too late because it's a standalone game. It's not games as a service. And now they've even made some of the some of the bosses in Master Rank, like Safi Jiva, you can now solo that, even though I tried soloing I've that. Heard that, that I've, it I've heard that it's not really it, it's soloable. It's soloable, but it's soloable, but you're going to have to probably do like two or three runs because <sighs> you still have to drain the energy of the levels, which I don't think makes a lot of sense. But, you know, I mean, if you want to make Yikes. it soloable, then let people solo it easier, not not force them to yeah, like and one grind or two runs, it. It's not like making them... Yeah, you have to grind all of the energy down. Well, not all of it, but at least enough mm. to the point where you can comfortably kill it. Like, I've seen people kill it in one run, but it's not going to be something that you're going to be doing with every weapon. Let's just put it like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm super happy that Yuna's enjoying it. So one of the things that a lot of people have asked us, 
is for our thoughts on possible collaborations that we might see months on a rise. And before we talk about that, I wanted to bring up a, a different topic because on the topic of collaborations, like in world, we had a lot of great collaborations, right? We had the Witcher three one, which was fantastic in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I like the that. Quest that, that they did, great. where you were kind of like playing detective and and all of that stuff. <laughs> we had the Final Fantasy one uh, as well. We had uh, uh, Assassin's Creed. We had we have tons of collabs, but the Final Fantasy one I think is potentially one of the most important ones because it actually went both ways. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the Rathalos and FFR there. was great. So it's like, I actually played that in 2019 when I got to that expansion, and I grinded it, <laughs> and I have the Rathalos mount in Final Fantasy XIV, which basically meant I had to kill Rathalos on maximum difficulty 50 times to get that mount. There's a chance of getting it uh there's a chance uh, of getting it sooner chance. quotes around the chance yeah but it, it, it's funny because when i was at around 45 or something one rathalos dropped and i passed it so that somebody else could get it because i'm like i'm 45 in what's another five more it's not gonna make a difference so i just oh, kept wow. on going but yeah i farmed it but you want to know what's the really cool thing about the rathalos 5 and 14 is that experienced 14 players would have a harder time than me fighting Rathalos <laughs> when I wasn't even that experienced. Like, I hadn't even reached level well, It was cap. the same in World, right, with Behemoth. Like, people experienced in those games yeah. had a much easier time because they imported not just the monster, but the mechanics and the feel of the hunt. So, like, Rathalos, there's no tank. Like, you know how in MMOs there's always a tank? In Rathalos, there is yeah. no tank. He just, like, randomly attacks people. But he's got all the same tells of a Rathalos in Monster Hunter World. Oh, that's great. So, like, you could see, okay, he's going to do the tail swipe. And it was funny because I would you know run it. away because I, I could see what the hitbox was. So I would run away and I would see the Final Fantasy fourteen players just, like, jumping. Oh, and it's like, whoosh. It's <laughs> like, everybody get wasted. Yeet. <laughs> get it was, out of here. It was really fun. I had a complete blast. And you get to break the tail. You don't chop it off, but you get to break the tail. And you had to break nice. the tail because that's what gave you the special item that would then let you trade for the mount. So when he would go down, you'd have to specifically target the tail to go attack there there were just so many there was even a mounting phase so like someone would actually have to mount rathalos to prevent him from killing the entire party so there was there's there's a lot of really fun stuff about that fight i really really loved it and i just thought if we're talking collaborations i should bring that up like that that is impressive I, i'm not sure if you've ever actually seen the fight itself happening yeah yeah i've watched uh, a few videos it seemed really interesting it is. And you get a Palico. You get a Palico as a pet that follows you around all the time. So as do well. you so do you think there will be collaboration quests in Rise where it's not just like a quest, but there's actually like a story, like an interactive quest like they did in World? I don't know. But I hope so, because I thought that was really fun. I thought that was some of the better quests uh, in terms of collabs like the Witcher stuff and whatnot. I thought that was really cool. And there's one particular game that I really hope that they do something special with. But uh We'll talk about that because uh, like, so I put down a list of the stuff that I um, think might happen in collaborations and the things that I want to see and that makes sense on the platform. But mm. first I want to hear from you. What do you think are going to be the collaborations and what would you like to see? 
God, I almost think we should start with you. It's something I've never even thought about it. Okay, so we'll, we'll start. We'll we'll start I with me then, and you you get some time to think about it. So the ones yeah, that I think only one that pops in my mind. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's only one immediately when you mention it. There's got to be an Okami collab. Come on, I know it's Capcom, Capcom, but <clears throat> with uh, Amaterasu as the the wolf, it looks like a Palamute. Yeah, we could like, and it's the Japanese theme. Like we could have it more than just a skin for your dog. There could be like an actual collaboration thing. That would be pretty sweet. Hmm. I didn't even think of Okami. It never even came up. Okami's on the Switch, right? It's also available yeah, on the Switch, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the ones that I pointed down, and, and these are like pretty obvious, I feel like, because there's already uh, stuff like this, I think, even in GU. So Breath of the Wild, I think that's a pretty obvious one. We're probably going to see a collab yeah, with Breath of the Wild. I think in this one, I, I will define like in the, in the older games like GU, when we say collaboration, is like, there was a quest, not a special yeah. monster, and like there was special gear or armor. It's not like integrating the characters like Witcher or, or Behemoth or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just talking about like, you know, so yeah, Nintendo collabs. stuff for sure, because it's on Switch. So there's going to be tons of so it's like, stuff on Nintendo. We got to get the Metroid gun again. Come on. Yeah. So, so th the those were the, those were the things that instantly came to mind. It's like Breath of the Wild, Metroid, Fire Emblem. Those are like super easy things, right? Like you can get yeah. a sword and shield from Fire Emblem, maybe a long sword from Fire Emblem. You can get the, the mm. Fire Emblem armor, stuff like that. I think that's going to be no brainers because, you know, Nintendo characters yeah. are super emblematic. So I think that's a pretty no brainer for Capcom. But then stuff mm. that I want to see and that also makes sense. Mm. Now, this one is very important for me and I hope that they do something. Xenoblade. Well, we already had the Xenoblade Switch Axe in the demo. <laughs> Ah, no, that's not, that's not like every, everybody, everybody calling that thing, the Monado. And I'm like, no, it's not the, no, that's not the Monado. I want the real Monado. I don't want fake Monado. As someone, as someone who doesn't really know much about Xenoblade or has never played it, aesthetically, it looks like a Xenoblade weapon. It, it does. It does. It does look aesthetically like the Monado, but it's, it's, it's not. Okay. It's not. And it's like, I want... Either the actual Monado or, you know, the, um, the one from uh, the Ignis sword from, um, from Xenoblade 2. Like, anything. I think that would be cool. Uh, maybe uh, an armor set for Rex because that's the one that's the most recent one. Or Shulk because there, there's even like an amiibo for Shulk. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of crossover potential there. Uh, so I hope mm. that they do that. Uh, so that is something that to me I think makes sense. And there's um, nice. potentially Bravely Default, like we just talked about Bravely Default earlier. That's also another game that is on the console. Well, how about this one? I'm gonna I'm gonna tickle your senses here. We know that the producers at Capcom are friends with Yoshi P, which is exactly why they went crazy with their promotion with Behemoth and everything yeah. in the world. What's stopping them from working with him for Final Fantasy 16? I guess no, because that's a PS exclusive. Exactly. That would, that would, yeah, that would ruin. No, that wouldn't. Never mind. Yeah, I didn't think like, before I spoke. Because like I, I was think I was thinking up everything because I was like, well, I mean, they did the collaboration with Final Fantasy before on PS4, and that would make sense, but uh, I don't know what. I just realized something. They always do, not Biohazard, the Resident Evil crossovers, right? Are we gonna have sexy vampire costumes? crossover between uh, oh, yeah, we, bio, we, uh resident evil village we can have the vampire girls as armor maybe 
Yeah, because we did get, I almost forgot, but we did get like, uh, it was Leon and Jill. Yeah, it was Jill and Leon. Oh. In World. Like the heck with the, the the heck with the heroes. I want to be a zombie girl, like vampire girl. I don't know. Are they zombies or vampires? I don't even know. Uh, they're vampires. Vampire girls. Uh, well, one of them is a vampire, at least. I, I don't know if all of them I are want vampires. a hunter skin. I want to become one of them. Come on. Make it happen. <laughs> I mean that is a Capcom Capcom thing, so that is possible. Uh, and Resident Evil Seven was on Switch in Japan using like cloud streaming technology. So who knows mm. if they do something similar for Village? I don't. <laughs> I don't know how successful that was because that was a really weird business model with the renting of the thing. And I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. <clears throat> so how about instead of um, sexy vampires? How about sexy... Get my head out of the clouds. No, how about sexy lady with guns in her feet? Uh, Bayonetta? Bayonetta. It's, it's a Bayonetta. Switch exclusive. Yeah. I could see it. I, I, could, I could see it. That would be fun. I would dig it. I think Bayonetta that is another one of those things. I don't get into character... I did, did, let me tell you that I didn't realize it was called a character action game. Like That's the genre name for it. Like I've never gotten it. That's apparently character the official name for like Devil action? May Cry, but in a character action game, where it's a I, I called them something action different. combo based game focused on a character. I, I called them something else. I called them spectacle fighters because that's what they are. It's it's just spectacle. You just fight sense. and there's spectacle all the friggin' time. It's stylish. Yeah. Like I don't typically get into those types of games, but I appreciate them and I like them. And oh, I'm happy that, and I like the characters. So Bayonetta, Bayonetta, I think would be pretty sweet. Bayonetta is so friggin' anyway, awesome. And they're, and they're going to have Bayonetta 3. I, I think that's another game that's coming out this year, by the way. I think. What? Man, 2021 is the year that keeps giving. Oh, no, wait. That one's not been confirmed. I, th I think Bayonetta 3 has not been confirmed. But I think they're teasing it. So it might be. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Bay Bayonetta 3, I'm also super hyped. Because like I played Bayonetta 1, played Bayonetta 2. Love those games. I freaking love them. Like, Bayonetta is just a very satisfying character to play. Weird. Yeah, all I'm seeing is Platinum Games is teasing some 2021 announcement yep. on their site. Exactly. Company, so which, maybe. which might be, which might be Bayonetta. Um, and then the other one that I noted down is, I don't know if you've played this game. It's called No More Heroes. I know of it. Travis, right? Dude, yeah. Travis Touchdown. I love with his no like With his like light bulb saber thing. That he has to like chug it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's grasshopper, goes, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, is it's that Su is that Su Suda? Yeah, it's Suda Fifty One. I yeah, yeah. I love the original Lumber Heroes. I I never finished the second one, and the 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 thing that he did. What was the the he did like a an offshoot of something? Um, Travis something. Is, I, I forget. He he did some some. It was, it was it did a spinoff game for the Switch. Which I played, and then in my review video, I basically said, "Not no more heroes." <laughs> <laughs> it's like this game is not—I don't know what this is. It's not no more heroes. Uh, but like, I could see that it's some insanity that was going through Suda's mind, and I can see like what is interesting about it. But it didn't catch my attention like previous no more hero games. So I'm super happy that three is coming to the Switch. Which, by the way. That's that is actually a game that's coming out 2021. God damn. 
What is what is wrong with this year? There's just too many games. There's no way they're gonna have to delay some of these, dude. There's not enough time yeah. in the year to play all of these games. That that's just completely insane. But yeah, no more heroes. I think it'd be fun to get like uh, his beam katana, which is uh, yeah. So so you've never played those? It's a damn shame. You're missing out. No. They they released them on Switch recently. I actually have to go buy them still. I'm waiting for like a promotion or something. Buy all of those. There's but too many games these days. It's like there's so many that you can just not play and miss out on, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a good thing and a bad thing, right? You always we're, have we're something spoiled. to play, but there's also like it's an overwhelming rush of content. I remember, man, I'm just feeling old. Just, you know, when we were kids, there was like, what, 10 games a year? So yeah. like you had the one that you got. <laughs> and you would have to like squeeze out all the little bit of fun that you could out of that game. You would play every oh, mode, yeah. everything. And then you would play I ran it again. every wall, jumped on every platform. Yep. You, you would have to squeeze those games. Like nowadays we're spoiled for choice. There's just so many. But um, yeah, those, those are, are those my are good choices though for collabs. I like that. Those are my collaboration ideas. Uh, that's all the ones that I could think of. Uh, but who knows? Like, I think they'll surprise us. Like one of the things that I never expected in world was Assassin's Creed. I'm like, what? And then on top of it, Assassin's yeah. Creed, and they pick Bayek. And I'm like, you don't even pick the current Assassin's Creed characters? It's so weird. Like, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was a little bit weird, but yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I'm curious, you know, because World obviously was focused so much on the global audience that I think they specifically paired with some IP that is stronger overseas than perhaps in Japan. Stuff like The Witcher, I don't think they would ever have done if there wasn't a focus on it being a global title rise. I, I want to say that I think they're Japan focused, but in the same time, they're not because the way that they're treating the West is like first class citizen at the table. So it's interesting. I don't know what we're going to get in rise. It's I'm curious if we're going to get the same amount of depth with the collaborations, especially like we said, like development being so challenged with yeah pandemics and stuff. I, I don't know how that works. Dude, but we'll get some cool gear, that's for sure. Whatever they do, Xenoblade needs to be there. If Xenoblade is not there, <laughs> I'm going to be very, very sad. I'm going to be very disappointed, Ryozu. Okay? Mm. Wait, Ichinozi we'll is the Animal one that's Crossing. like... We'll have our little villager cat outfits. Ichinozi is like the, the boss on, on Rise, right? So Ichinozi? Yeah. Xenoblade. Huh? <laughs> I'll tell you, though, it's, it's still Tsujimoto. Like, Ryozu is the man, because he's the... He's the series producer, right? So he's the one who's acting, going out and, and like talking to his other fellow producers and other companies and making those deals. I think Dude. that's him mostly. Real. So I would give all the credit to him because like even World, he he was just the executive producer on that. I think he does that. And then, and then each knows he can focus more on the game and creating it. So so Ryozu's going to be like, Xenoblade, no hammer. Mm. <laughs> no good. <laughs> No hammer, no collab. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the next topic that I wanted to bring up, um, this is this is an interesting topic that I think that you have a lot of insight to bring to this, which is the separation of single player and multiplayer. So before we yeah, get so started, we'll, we'll yeah lay lay the ground field here. So, so before we get started, I, I mean, there, there is no, no ground field. I mean, it's just like Rise, sure is, going is. To be, Rise is going to be one way. Uh, world was a different way. Because Rise is going to be separated, single player and multiplayer. 
and world, it was not separated. So basically from the start, you could play, well, I say from the start, there was like three quests or whatever that you had to do by yourself. But after that, you could pretty much play everything with other players. And there's good things and bad things about that. I was like, put, put that baby in quotes, please. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah. play with other players. Yeah. But so, I mean, I think the groundwork here is people, and I'm noticing in this in my comment section as well, is there's people who have not played games outside world in Iceborne. So they probably yeah. don't understand what that means. Going back to separate, what does that mean? Is it just the same quest and you're just doing the exact same thing and it's not? So no. that's kind of like the groundwork I wanted to lay here is that in, in the older games, what you had was you'd have the village quest. We call them village. It's the offline. So this is for single player. It's where most of the story stuff happens. As you progress, you unlock a lot of stuff for your village, whether it's ingredients or different, you know, level things that you can, things that'll be beneficial in the long term, like upgrading your farm and stuff like that. Um, that's what we call the village quest. And there's a whole line of it. It goes all the way through, you know, low rank um, up to the very end where like high rank is sort of like the last few quests. Uh, but it's primarily low rank um, and it's it's super tailored. Online in the gathering hall is a completely different list of quests. It's not the same thing in just online. It's its own complete different thing. So you'd have like, you know, I don't know, like what? 60 to 100 quests on village. And then you'd have like another 100 or more on the gathering hub like it's not like world where world had like <clears throat> world had like no quests at all because they just they were banking on you playing investigations and stuff the amount of actual quests online is is plentiful there's monsters that are only there in the gathering hall so there's kind of a weird thing right so the gathering hall traditionally has been tailored for multiplayer so it's harder but there's a lot of exclusive bosses and monsters and stuff to do online so you do kind of a mix like you you start out in the village. If you find yourself getting stuck or you just want to play online, you go do the gathering hub stuff. And then if you're ever stuck in village, you just go online with people, get into high rank, start beating up monsters, get good gear, go back to village, and you can just cream it. Yeah. You the, know, it uh, makes it very easy. The purpose was that you're not intended to like, at least I don't I don't think a normal player is not intended to like, okay, I'm going to play through the entirety of village quests, then I'm going to go online, then I'm going to play the entirety <laughs> of... Uh, you know, hub quests. The idea is that yeah, you, you jump, jump back them. and forth. You jump back and forth between them, and then you do a quest here, a quest there, and you get to experience both sides of things. So you play a little bit of single player, then a little bit of multiplayer. That was kind of like the rhythm that you had in older Monster Hunter games. And it is important to stress out that, like, for instance, in GU, so, like, your main story, if I remember correctly, would end with Volstrax, right? Yeah, Volstrax. And then in order for you to actually see the, the secret boss, which like if you take World, for instance, it's like the, um, the flagship monster of World was Nergigante, and then the actual final boss was Xenogiva. And so in, yeah. in GU, the flagship monster was Balstrax, but then the actual final monster was this golden insect called the Talka, which was a fantastic fight. And the only way to experience Atalka was actually to go into the online lobby and, well, I say online, you could do it offline as well, yeah. but to go into the, to the hub and actually progress through the hub to eventually find the, the last quest where you can actually fight Atalka. Now, the, the biggest problem with this separation uh, is the scaling. 
That's like one of the biggest yeah, so, things. I mean, tradi- yeah, traditionally it only scale to four players. So like if you want, you could do it and I've done it many times where I just do all of the gathering hub solo. You could certainly do it, but it's, it's tailored for four people. So monsters have like three times the health that they normally would. So yeah. it, 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 to me, I liked it because it kind of made it like a hard mode. If you wanted a challenge, you just went online solo or go into the gathering hub. If you wanted easy or regular mode, you'd go to the village but yeah, it's a problem because some people just, they don't like the fact that they're doing a four person quest alone and nothing is scaling, but they said that scaling is going to be in rise. They said that uh, the gathering hub will scale the same way that it does in world and iceborne without going into too much details, which tells me they'll do scaling at least for two, three and four. At people. least not three. If they do it like world, uh, it was, four. it was two and two and four. Yeah. So if okay. they if they at least do two and four, like that's already a big improvement over the like the scaling on something like GU, which like to give it's you guys like half the idea, difficulty, yeah. Like I, I had to last night I actually played GU and I was doing a quest where I had in, in G rank G four, I had to kill Laji, Narga, and <laughs> Royal Ludroth. And it's like I I soloed that quest. I, I probably had like minutes, I'm sure. I probably had like two minutes left on the clock because I was playing Gunlance. <laughs> uh, and and Gunlance is very nerfed in, in GU. So yeah, it's it's not particularly powerful, so it takes you longer to do the hunt. But it's it's like that is a concern of, of the multiplayer separation. But personally, it's also like I kind of liked the way that they did in world because I don't know. There's just something about you being able to bring in a new friend and you're just being like, hey, let's go do this quest together. Like, well, where are you at? You got to go kill Rathalos? Yeah, sure. Let's go both of us kill Rathalos. Whereas in previous games, you can't do that. Like, if they're doing a village quest, you can't help your friend. Like, you can help them kill a Rathalos yeah. in the hub, but if they're struggling with Rathalos in the village quest, then you have to either, you know, okay, we got to get your gear up so that you can go and you can go kill it by yourself. Yeah, I think I think we we'll, we should probably take this point by point because I actually think that we have completely opposite opinions on yep. this topic because I I hated how they did it in the world. Um, so, so let's take this this example you're giving. So which so, so is the, elaborate elaborate on that. Why didn't you like well, it? In but, the world? Well, I, oh, well, let me let me try to tackle one point at a time because there's okay. so many different aspects of this. But like you were saying, like your friends, like I want to do Rathian. Cool, let's go do Rathian. That still existed in the old games. Yes, you essentially had two games, right? You had the village game, and then you had the gathering hub game, and both were substantial enough content that you can just play only village and be get hundreds of hours out of the game and be like Monster Hunter Rocks, and you could never never have gone online. You might not have run into all the monsters, and that would suck, but there's enough content there to make for a full game. Yes. Then the gathering hub is also enough content for a full game. So like, you don't miss out on the experiences, especially on the gathering hub. If anything, it's the village. The village. You miss out on the story. And in the gathering hub, you miss out on some special monsters. So I still think the idea of like, you know, you still had like your, what would they called key quests, which were like your assignments. You had those both for the village and the online gathering hub. So you still had like, okay, there's five quests I need to do in order to get up my rank online. So there was still like the the bucket list of, okay, I need to take down a Rathian. I need to take down, you know, a Rathalos. Okay, let's go do it. And it was very meaningful to help out a friend. So I still think you had the progression where, so I don't think that, I don't see how World did it better. And except for the fact that it halved everything, it literally made the content in half for me because you do one quest against, let's say, a Rathian, 
that's it. You're done. There's no gathering hub. There's no village. That's the only quest that you needed to do to progress in the story. You essentially are blowing through two parts of the game at the exact same time, which means that you have a lack of content. There's a lack of quests, which was one of my biggest complaints about World was there's not a lot of quests. You go to the quest board, there's like barely any assignments. There's barely any free quests. Compared to older games, like the Gathering Hub would have like eight pages of quests for every level, you know, like there was a whole lot of them. And I just think you miss out on on that kind of stuff. And so I just don't see where World did that better in any means, especially when we get into the topic of how smooth the progression goes with two people was oh, yeah. my opinion. And I'm experiencing <laughs> it now for the first time because I never played it online with somebody. And I'm playing through the story with Yuna. The cinematics. It's freaking it's so atrocious. Good. <laughs> I want to say the F word so bad because it <laughs> it upsets me deeply. The fact that I'm if I'm so happy I never experienced this before because people would have thought I hated World because I love the game, but oh my god, what are people smoking? I'll just say that. Yeah, this sounds pretentious, but like people are like, oh, it was you know when they separ- they they did away with the separation in World, which was a good move forward, and now we're going back. I'm like, stop pretending that it was a good move forward. It was not. You kidding me? Like the the way they did it, they could they could have did it better, right? But the way they did it was shit. I'll just play it like that. It was shit. It was total shit. So instead of saying yeah, but they could have done this to make it better, it was still a good idea. What was wrong with the way in the old games? Okay, so your friend does not want to play the game solo. Then don't do the village. So there, so that's you've got that's a full actually- game of content. That's actually something that that I I've been meaning to ask you uh, about. We just we just unlocked Savage Gaijin again, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, every single goddamn quest that I'm trying to do with my daughter, every single one, it's stopping yeah. us. It's like, nope, you can't go in a room. Nope, they got to do a cutscene. Nope, you can't go in this together. So every time we get a new quest, we're just like, you know, by default, we can't do this together. So we both have to rush in. I have to mimic her freaking footsteps so that we see the cutscene approximately at the same time because I will have to exit out of my quest and then yep. join hers. Yep. And if I get to the cutscene first, then I've got to wait for her to see hers. If I get there last and she's stuck alone fighting this monster without me, it's not a co-op game. I'm sorry, it's not. It's like some hidden feature they put. You could potentially join your other person. It's not co-op, not it's for like, story. And- Assignments are just... And I'll, I'll tell you oh. what, that is, that is actually some criticism that I myself have levied at the game. I, I didn't, I didn't care that much about it because I played most of it solo and then just, you know, just went in <laughs> and whenever I had friends that were going through it, then I probably already did the quest. So I would just like wait yeah, so you in just the waited, lobby right? and yeah. it's like, okay, you, you saw, it. you saw the cutscene. Okay. I'm, I'm coming in. So that was not oh, a huge problem for me. But like I can see if you're trying to play two people at the same time, fresh characters, then yeah, it's it's really bad. And and here's the I thing. I saw like, the look on my daughter's face as she wanted to quit the game. She was then that frustrated with it. Yeah, because that's why I pulled out the Paolumu charm, is in order to keep her hooked because I knew she was getting frustrated. <laughs> I love, I just love the concept that like, oh no, she's getting frustrated. I'm gonna throw more money at the game and fix this problem. <laughs> Throw more money at it. <laughs> and then I have to tell her three more quests and we get the Paolumu. Okay, now I'm motivated. Let's do this. Um, but it's it's like, so here's the thing. The the reason why that also pisses me off to a certain extent is because it's such an easy fix. The the easiest fix and oh, the, yeah. the lazy fix would be to basically just 
you know, have both players experience the cinematic at the same time. Yeah. And replace the hunter that's in the cinematic by the player character. Boom, done. So it's like yeah. Yuna goes in there. It doesn't yeah, matter. The cutscene. The cutscene you see is your hunter. The cutscene she sees is her hunter. Boom, done. But even better than that, even better than that, and something that Capcom has done in their games would be to just include another hunter in the cutscene. And they've That's done cutscenes like this. So, like, for instance, if you look at the, the cutscene on at, at the end of Shara Ishvalda when Nergigante shows up. Yeah. Uh, well, no, wait, that's not the one. It's, it's the one where you go to repeat Shara Ishvalda uh, or when you go to repeat uh, Safi in multiplayer. The scene actually shows the other hunters. It shows your hunter yeah. and all of the other hunters all there in the cutscene. So it's like, just have every cutscene have four hunters. And like, if you look at a game that they've done before, which is uh, Lost Planet 2, which is extremely underrated game, by the way, for some reason, reviewers were having a bad day or something and they slagged that game because Lost Planet 2, I think, is amazing. But like, in Lost Planet 2, every team in every cutscene, there would always be a four-man team there. Even if they were NPCs, there would be four, yeah. four characters there. And they would just like change the characters to reflect whatever the players had equipped. And that was it. I was like, that's all my you had theory to do. Almost at, my theory at this point of why it's so botched is that they, my guess is that they started development with the same idea that there would be a village and there would be online. Online doesn't have cutscenes traditionally, so you could just you could add in those quests later. It's just messing around with parameters and stuff like that. So my guess is that they they started crafting the village quest, and somewhere when they were already did motion capture and they were already too far to make a decision change, they said, "No, we should have every quest be able to be done online. Let's just combine the two. But they they didn't take that the amount of work it would have took for them to redo the cutscenes. They didn't want to do it lazily, so they just said. Okay, we'll just stop people from doing the quest together. But I the, the amount of quests in that game is so small because it's combined. I hate that. I just I I don't know if the game is so, like it's I, so hot on investigations and things that those are so awesome, but they're not. Having a full page of quests and something to get that complete mark on everything, you know, like that's fun. Okay, so it's <sighs> like you you have a very different look on on the game because like I like the investigations because it's like the the way that investigations work is they allowed you to focus on what you wanted to craft so instead of you doing multiple quests of a lot of times it would be the same monster right it's just in a different uh, zone or some different conditions or there might be like another wild monster around something like that but you'd still be like for instance you said you hunt a Rathian. Like, that's the Rathian that you did, and boom, that's done. It's like, yeah, in other games you would have, you know, oh, here's the Rathian in the jungle. Here's the Rathian in the desert. Here's the Rathian in lava, whatever, right? Well, in this game, all of that, in, in World, all of that was in the investigation system. And the, the benefit of the investigations, which is actually, what, it was one of my most viewed videos at the time, was because I basically made a video where I said, don't repeat quests, do investigations, <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly why I hate and but that's why I hate them. To me, I think it ruined my you know the amount of gameplay that I got out of it because it was too easy to get everything you needed for a full set. You hunted the monster what twice and you're done. Like that's well, like I mean, the whole point is like the grind was made too small in my opinion. I mean, of course RNG grind was there, but I mean like 
what what's the good point of getting three times the amount of materials or a you know twenty percent chance at a rare material instead of five percent? I mean, I get it, but to me, it just it made it. I didn't hunt monsters that often because I already got everything I needed. It was just too easy. Mm. You need some plates, okay? Just go buy. You do some gold, you know, gold uh, reward investigations. You do like one or two, you, you get some plates. You're done. Like there's, I don't know. The grind. I mean, maybe people didn't like it as much, but I, it, I love the grind. I guess it. I guess it depends on. Um, it depends on how much you were crafting at the time. I mean, if you're just like blowing through the story, then yeah, you can just like make your sets real fast. Yeah. But because I was making so many builds, it was actually really useful. Like I would, I, I still like have a ton of investigations like stacked up and I order them and I organize them and I delete the ones that kind of like suck. Like, oh, it doesn't have at least two gold materials. Screw this quest. It sucks. Delete it. So but, but this was an but ice like, point. So the, the free quests at this point have no value at that point. They're only there if they're, it's like an NPC request that unlocks something. The free quests are always inferior to investigations. Oh yes, in terms in terms of like if you getting materials, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the optional quests, it's like they're just there for you know completionism's sake. Which world is actually the only monster hunter where I completed every single quest. World and Iceborn, uh, where I completed every single. One one of the things that I didn't like about it though was the arena quests would only unlock like after you captured a monster like that was kind of weird yeah i'm not was that like that in other games no yeah that, no. that, that those quests were kind of weird because i remember like very specifically like i'd be looking at the completion thing and it would have like a blue check mark and i was like i, I need the red one the red one that says that i did everything <laughs> and then i like be looking it up and, and it's like oh you get, you have to like go capture a great jagras so that you can fight in the arena or something yeah. I'm like really okay <laughs> So now, now one thing I'll say here is like one of the arguments I see about like online being split up from village is one, the people who don't want to play solo, which I get, you know, they want to be able to enjoy the story, but they just, just don't want to play the game alone. Like, okay, I get that. But I mean, there's enough quests and there's enough to do in the gathering hall that you can get a high rank weapon and go back and just wipe the village. To, like, it's almost like a defender weapon at that point. You can just cream everything. It's not so that hard. So that's one of the um, things that I that I meant to ask you though. So um I don't remember exactly when the hub unlocks, but it's not unlocked from the get-go, right? You have to do like a couple of no, quests. No, it's, it's there from the get-go. No, nope, it's always there from the get-go. Like right, right from least, the uh, very beginning like you get the town and boom, hub is open. Should be, yeah. Okay. I mean, unless for you had some maybe like a story cuts and you need to see or maybe, but in general, like what I call like the start of the game, yeah, basically when you start going on any once you unlock the ability to, to, to take on a large monster in the village, which is probably just right after the intro stuff, yeah. uh, you can go online, which was great because most of my videos in which I said, "Hey, if you're having problems in the village, if you remember the Buja Buja Boo set in Generations oh, yeah, Ultimate, yeah, yeah. like you cannot fight a bullfango in the village; it's not there. But you can go straight into the gathering hall, and there's monsters that are not available yet that you can fight right from the beginning of the game. So you go and you fight some bullfangos." And you can make some armor that really helps you a lot in the village, which is really nice. And there's even, you can get ores earlier in the game by going to the gathering hall because it unlocks maps faster than they unlock in the village. So from the default, you get access to areas that are not accessible in the village yet, which so, is fantastic because I mean, it gives you an it gives you an escape route in case you really want to upgrade your ore weapon. 
So the the thing the thing that I've that I've been trying to ask for a while now. Sorry. No, it's 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 not your fault because like I also get sidetracked and start asking other things. But it's like so the progression of uh, is there any point at which you can't progress in the gathering hub until you've gone through a certain number of village quests? Because that's kind of like the idea that I had. But it's because, no. you know, and I, I didn't play older games as much as World. World is the one that I've played the most. I did play the older games, but I didn't play them as much. So I would jump back and forth. But it's at least... So you can do the whole game you, you in... Can beat, you can beat the entire game to the final boss without touching the village. Okay. So, so you literally have not done anything. You're village level one, but you've, you're, you're high rank. <laughs> but you're missing out on farm stuff, at least. You're missing out on farm stuff. Yeah. So, gen what else? What else are you missing when you out talk on? To NPCs. Well, there's the story. There's usually in traditional games, like when you talk to NPCs, they'll unlock their own like line of quests. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, at least like a generations, it unlocked a village quest. Sometimes it unlocked uh, a gathering hall quest. So, I guess if you wanted to do all the side stuff, you do have to do both. Yeah, because like um, for instance, in, in GU, that was one of the things that happened multiple times as I was playing through it yeah. with friends would be like, oh, I have this quest, my friend would say. And I'm like, well, I don't. It's like, oh, well, yeah. sucks to be you because like they did some village quest that I didn't. And then it would be the other way around sometimes where it's like, oh, yeah, to get this material, the easiest way is to go do this quest in the village. And they'd be like, well, I don't have that quest in the village. Well, that's because you haven't done this gathering hub quest, yeah, okay, which comes so from doing this me, other village. It's like you you know that 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 yeah. character with the 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 friggin' map with the red wires and oh, stuff. Yeah. It's like let me tell yeah. you, okay, here's here's how this quest yeah. works. <laughs> okay, so you're you're right, and and what I meant was what I thought you were asking was the critical path. Like, can yeah, you that, go through that also, play that HR also, yeah. one two three four get to the end boss? Like, can you do the 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 traditional critical path you can if you want to do optional stuff then yeah you have to do a lot of bouncing in between both uh, yeah and also villages where they put the really boring quests sometimes like i don't think we'll yeah. have that problem in rise but gu oh my god like yeah some of like those that, village quests were so painful that was it it's was like go really gather bad. eat special mushrooms or go like deliver three eggs or something crazy. It's like, Oh my God. Like I've, I've said it multiple times. Like, look at this point, after the amount of hours I've put into it, I love GU. I, I really love GU. But when I first played GU, let's just not GU. When I first played generations, let's just say I was happy that I could import my generation save into GU and skip all of that nonsense. Cause that was insane. Did, dude. did you, did you get your Hayabusa though? Hayabusa feather, yeah, I have Hayabusa feather. The one thing that I still oh, okay. don't so have, you you went through you went through it all then. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that I still don't have is verdant kokoto, and I don't even know what I'm missing at this point. Because see, that's the thing <laughs> I have to keep going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, and I still don't I have. Mean, GU was an GU is a pretty extreme example though. That I think took it to a next level. But yeah, I mean, okay, you'd have to go between the two, but. I don't. It's just maybe it's the volume that I'm upset about. It's just it, when it they combined it in world, it felt like it, the volume was just neutered. It's like it, it definitely, it definitely. The thing seems to me like you're much more focused on the static quests, whereas I just embraced the investigations because I thought that they were fun. Because it, I think it also has to do with the way that I played the game, which is like I told you, like I I didn't use dung pods because I liked seeing the monsters fight and I liked the chaos yeah. that it would be to have like two, three monsters in the same area. 
So I never, I never used dung pods. Uh, I never captured. So it's just like the way that I would play these hunts, it would always end up being fun, even if it was an investigation or whatever. Like it would always be fun. Now, having said that, the thing that yeah. wasn't fun was when you had to grind the the RNG decos. That was not fun. But like the actual quests themselves, uh, the investigations, I love them because it was, it was like random. Like sometimes there'd be some really good stuff. Sometimes there wouldn't. You know, sometimes just like here's the monster. And a couple of extra materials. Other times, like, here's the monster. There's an upsurge in this thing, which is also going to be a thing in Rise, supposedly, where you'll yeah. be able to, like, get, like, super rare materials and stuff like that. So, you know, there were some interesting things there. And there were yeah. also ways for you to, like, grind out, um, what do you call it, Zenny. Because, like, if you would go mm. on, like, a three-monster quest and you'd take the, the, the green cloak all shiny and stuff that would drop more shinies... And on top of it, you would you could like use uh, the a lucky token or whatever it was. I forget the lucky ticket, whatever. Yeah, you get more gourmet rewards. And, yeah. and so it would increase the rewards. And, it, and usually the three monster quests, the monsters would be weak, weaker because there's three of them. Yeah. And then you would also get like additional zenny. And then on top of it, the multiplier of the lucky voucher. And on top of it, you know, the fact that you use the, the bandit mantle on. So there's like some interesting stuff to do with the investigation. So that's why I didn't mind as much. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, I, I can see your points there for sure. I would say one of the things that I think has to be mentioned that I think people may be forgetting of why, they probably separated them from the first point. Like, why was there ever a village in an online hub? Like, why are they separate? Is we have to think about portability, right? So if you're designing a Monster Hunter game that is in no way a lesser experience when played portably, like outside, on the train, during lunch, on a portable machine, then you have to make the single-player experience golden, right? Yeah. So I think that's why they had the villages, because when let's say my daughter's at school or I'm doing something like that gives me something that I can do. Like I sit down on a sofa, I've got my village I can focus on. There's goals and there's things yeah. to do. And everything that you do in the village translates into something good for online as well. I think both from a skill standpoint, being able to learn how to handle monsters when they're only focused on you and your cats is a great skill that you can bring when you go online, you start to appreciate when the monster is focused on someone else and you perform better, I think, when the monsters focus on you. So I think it helps you grow as a hunter. I also think that, you know, as you, for example, uh, as you go through your village and you put in the, the, the work and you upgrade your kitchen, then you want people to go to your gathering hub because you've got better meals than they do. You know, so there's the incentive of, oh, well, let's go to your hub because you've got like the attack up L meal. Like you've unlocked everything. You're awesome. So there was there's a certain amount of prestige that happened online with friends when you had more stuff unlocked than they did, which I enjoyed. But I think well, in, in having GU, a separate they village took that and online. And GU, all, all of that things that you're talking about, the extra kitchen, that doesn't matter. Because like, if you're in my hall and you have the food, everybody's got the food. Everybody got it. Yeah, so it's like... <laughs> but it, if, but, I mean, but, I mean, it, but I, it's meaningful to have unlocked it, though. Well, yeah, it's meaningful if you're solo. What I mean is like, even if I don't have the food unlocked in my hall but you join my hall then you unlock the food for everyone that's there yeah so what i'm saying is like for that player who oh, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. who went through their, their village and did it it's like, like here's my food something <laughs> exactly it's like oh my god like who dude 
how far did you get in the village? You got all this shit unlocked. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, like you're like, eat it up, boys. I'm me, you know. <laughs> I guess meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I like that. And that, like we were saying before, it never scaled before, right? So if there was only like a gathering hub, then playing solo would be a handicap way to play because it's just, it's not toned. It's not meant it's not designed for single player difficulty. Yeah. The hub, at least traditionally. Yes. So the, the I like the idea that the village was, was very, very, it was like the intent, like how they designed the game to be played. Like you had that dark souls, like, okay, the village quests were perfectly tuned. The balance of the weapons, the balance of everything were really well tuned. It felt like you were just the right enough weak, right enough, you know, you were just strong enough to get through it. It was a really good balance. And it felt like the ideal way that the dev wanted you to experience the game where online is kind of like you can just break it. You can have someone come in with overpowered crap. You can you can uh, abuse monsters, and it's just for fun, right? And you just go crazy. Where the intended experience, I think, is village. So that's that's one of the things that I was always very careful about Monster Hunter. It's one of the reasons why, you know, World I've played with random people because in World I was always on the cutting edge, right? I was always mm. you know at the same progress level that everybody else. So it was never really a problem. Not to mention that I would always kill the monster alone once, at least. Make sure that I'm like, okay, I can yeah. do it. Boom, let's go. Now we can go farm it. Uh, whereas in previous monster hunters, because I came in later to those, I would rarely play with people that were not like, you know, friends of mine that would be close to the same progression. Similar. Specifically to avoid the situation. Because I remember at one point, I think I played um three ultimate or something on stream and you know mm. i was i was just like okay guys you can come but uh you know bring gear that is level appropriate to where i'm at <laughs> and it was like the hunt was over in two seconds and they captured it and i was like what the hell happened it's <laughs> like i think i hit the monster twice like that's one of the reasons why i stopped playing with randoms in the older monster Hunter game because like i don't like getting yeah. carried i don't think that's fun but, yeah, the HR filter is is important. And yeah. I don't think enough people used it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like if I implemented an HR filter, then nobody that was on the stream could actually join me. Oh, yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah, because you got someone who who went really far, but he's like, no, I, I swear, I'll put on a I'll put on a low rank weapon. Yeah, you know, but, but if they have a high rank, they would just destroy everything. Yeah, but it's it's like they they put on low rank weapons. Some of them were even like fighting naked because I was I was still like in low <laughs> in the low portion of high rank or something like that. But even still, they just have so much more experience at fighting the monsters that it, it didn't even make a difference, right? They just like creamed through it even with low rank weapons. But um, uh, yeah, the, the I, know, I guess the pros and cons are probably equal on both ends. The old system was far from perfect. I will admit that. It's and like, you brought up some good points as well. But I think that the system they did in World was crap. It's definitely easy to fix progression wise. I mean, the, but the I part, don't know if that necessarily means that they shouldn't go back. So, so, so it's like, here's the thing. It, I think it's important to mention the part that you're saying is crap is the cutscenes thing, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, we can't even join a quest together. Yeah. Yeah. Like th that, I agree, is definitely a problem. That, that was definitely some design thing happened there that kind of like made that whole thing a complete pain in the ass. And there were a lot of people complaining about it. And I always thought it was, this was never a problem to me. It's like, well, yes, because I played the whole game solo. So it's, it's not really a problem. Because it sounds like you essentially gave yourself a village mode. 
You said yes. that you did the story solo. You always made sure to hunt the monster once alone. You yeah. gave yourself village quests. So you <laughs> experienced it like the old school way. Now that you, now normally that you would do the village and then you'd go online and you'd grind. It sounds like you gave yourself, uh, you mimicked the old system. It's funny. So maybe you're more of a supporter of the split system than you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hilarious because <laughs> like when, when you when you just lay it out like that, yeah, you're right. I, I basically played it like it was old school village. <laughs> it's like maybe the, you're more of a fan of the system than you know. <laughs> the, I think the biggest concern for me still is like I don't. I don't think I want to see uh, a hub mode that's as scaled up as what we have in GU right mm. now. Where it's like, yeah, if I go try hard mode with sword and shield, no problem. But it's like, if I want to bring another weapon, like if I want to bring my gun lance, it's like, dude, your quests, are, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're sitting down for a long haul. Like, it doesn't matter what you're fighting. But, you're staying yeah. there for a while. Because like, shells don't deal any goddamn damage. The weapons themselves, it's like, unless you're at maximum heat gauge from the get-go and you're managing that thing perfectly to a T, your weapon is nerfed into the dirt. And there are other weapons probably yeah, like that. I'm surprised you beat everything with Palicos, considering that, like, if you go yeah, look at I a tier list, if you look at a tier list, like, everybody says that Prowlers are the worst. And I'm just like, well, I mean, And I was in there, really? I played through G-Rank. Yeah, the last time I did all G-Rank solo... And I remember it was like G4, I think. And it was like um, uh, Furious Rajang or something. And I'm like, okay, this quest is scaled for four people. I'm not a magnificent hunter by any means, although I am very good at Prowler. I beat the quest in, I think it was like 10 and a half minutes. I'm like, that's a good, that's an average quest time. That's not long. Yeah. And that's a G-Rank solo with a cat. I'm like... It's a perfectly viable weapon, guys. Come I on. I think I think whoever made the tier list was wrong on the prowler thing. I think like look, who, whoever made those tier lists, like you go back and you you take another look at it. Prowlers were not nearly that bad. Not to mention that but, I've um, seen people uh, like solo um Bloodbath Diablos with it like the the EX version of Bloodbath Diablos yeah, and I was yeah. just like with a prowler, That's and I'm a fun like, dude, quest to do solo. there is no way. I've I've never done it. I've never done any of the EX solo at all. I don't think I can do any of the EX except Bloodbath. I think that's the only one I've done it so much that I could do it solo. The other ones, I think I would, I would, I would triple cart. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was mean, gonna say, like, I think the problem you were mentioning with the power, the the gap, the range being too big, I think that's a problem that gets introduced when you have the master rank G rank. Because I I didn't feel that problem was that existent in Monster Hunter World base, nor did I feel that in Monster Hunter Generations, because you were only ever one rank above low rank, where Iceborne introduces a whole, like, they really inflate everything for Master Rank. So if you bring a Master Rank weapon to even a high rank quest or a low rank quest, you're just going to destroy stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 100%. Uh, that and then, of course, World and Iceborne, or Iceborne had the problem where they had power creep as well. So if you were that much further in the game, you would destroy even master rank stuff would, would be pretty easy, like early on stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when once you get the, the Fatalis armor, there's just nothing that even comes close to challenging you with the exception of Fatalis himself and maybe Arch Tempereds, but that's about it. Everything else so, just gets destroyed in seconds. So here's a weird question. So what if... They allow the gathering hall quest to be scaled to one player this time. We don't know. It's what like if? I 
I don't need it to be scaled to one player. I think scaled to two would be fine. I think scaled yeah. to two would be fine. What I don't want is scaled to four. You. Like scaled yeah. to four is the is the big deal. That's 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 the one yeah. where you well, start they did, having. They did some confirm problems. two or less, which is good. They confirmed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if 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 I go into hub and it's only for two players scaling, I think it should be fine because it should be like a step up from village quests at least. It should yeah. feel a little bit more of a difference because ultimately, like you said yourself, we're going to be getting stuff faster if we know what we're doing if we're going after those key quests and whatnot and you know we'll we'll end up getting better gear and then we can cream through the village no problem but um yeah i don't know it's like i i guess to wrap up it's like mm. i liked the way that they did it in world because it made it easier for me to bring friends along that maybe are not that into the game whereas in the previous games it makes it harder for me to carry them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't carry my I friends guess. through village quests. It's like, sorry, guys. Y'all just got to get good. That's what Gaijin said. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't make me the get good, make me the get good guy. Gaijin said you guys got to get good. <laughs> you told me the same thing. So I'm sorry. I can't carry your village quests. <laughs> oh, man. I need, to, I need to do some evasions and get rid of this burn. It, oh. it, it definitely made it easier uh, for me to like help people out on a lot of situations. Whereas it's like, you know, if there is no option, then there's just no option. That's, that's one of the reasons why I like the way world did it. It's like, yeah, sure. I did everything single player, like you said. So it's, it's not like the separation is going to affect me, but it is going to affect like, say someone jumps into my stream and they're like, oh, I'm struggling with this thing. And I was like, well, too bad. <laughs> like, like I, I can give them uh, some tips, but I can't help them. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, like, I, I think you bring up a good point, though, and it's it's enlightening for me as well. Is that for the solo player, it's all good, right? Yeah. Like having a, so, a solo village is is fantastic, actually, because it gives you goals. And having a scalable multiplayer means that you're no longer massively handicapped if you do the gathering hall solo. So exactly. the solo player is appeased. It's the problem where people are not as happy is those who want to focus purely on multiplayer. They'll have a robust gathering hall, but it's like, but there's all those village quests that are just sitting there and I don't like to hunt solo or I don't want to hunt solo or, I mean, they can get over the problem. Like you were saying, if if you're just, it's too tough, then I think you just go online and you get high rank and you can just destroy the village and you'll be fine. The problem Um, I think is going to be that it still doesn't solve. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't solve the problem that I don't want to do this solo. And I think I could see that as a valid argument. And and the thing then becomes, it's like, well, I'll just play the multiplayer mode. Okay, so I guess you are going to be struggling with your uh, consumables because you're not going to have a farm and your palicos are probably going to suck <laughs> and your palamute is going to suck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, you can do it, but you're going to be probably crippling yourself in more ways than one. So... You know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, I'm 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 happy though because I think my dissatisfaction with the amount of static quests as a result of combining them to me felt like half the game quest wise. I to me static quests are so important and that's just a thing that for me I how, like. So how did you feel about the expedition quests or whatever in um for you, right? For you had the expeditions if I remember correctly. The guild quests? 
I don't know. Weren't there these the, exped- like the random quests that came like that you get a random one and you had to level it up? Are you talking about those? I'm talking about the, this that was thing like the that, end game. No, it wasn't an end game thing. It was something that you could do like midway through it. It would you would basically go onto this weird map. Yeah, it was like free hunt, right? The expedition. Yeah, it's right? kind of like free hunt. Yeah, but it was these expeditions, and you would just like go on them. Like, what did you think about those? Because those, technically speaking, weren't static. Like they would change the monsters. Yeah, that were those available. I like because that gives like the especially the solo player who just wants to have that's that's like the easy way out. Like if you want, because you can, um, what was it the uh, like uh, the monsters and the expeditions were not that hard. So the expeditions were a fun way to gather a bunch of materials, just randomly hunt whatever the game wants to just pop up. I thought it was a fun thing. It, it basically is just free hunt. It's the same thing as, as in World. If you just go to the ancient forest, it's like, okay, what's going to pop up? Yeah. And you get some random three, and then a fourth one will pop up. Like that I like, and I think it's fun. But that's just like a good time killer. But, the, invest- think- but the investigations are like, no. Yeah, I, I well, because they they pay out double, triple the rewards as a static quests. Your problem I, is I that they like make that. everything they make everything faster. As well. And there's no story. I mean, I, maybe I'm a weird guy, but I like the fact that I get a request from an NPC and there's like a little story or thing behind it. You don't get that with investigations. Just like yeah, go here's here's a good Diablos, here's a shitty Diablos, here's a Diablos that's packed in with a basil. Like have fun, guys. It's like. You d- you know. do you have a good point with the, with with the lore and the the word world building, which. The, the world building in particular is something that uh, I've paid more attention because like playing the demo as much as we've played and it's like you begin to look at the demo as basically, well, it's this map. That's it. That's this demo. There's this yeah. map and there's like four monsters on it and I go and I kill them. It's like without all of the <laughs> other things, like when you boil down Monster Hunter, that is what Monster Hunter is. You go into this map, there's a couple of monsters there, you beat the crap out of the monsters, boom. But it's like when you take but away the all of the matters, other, you know? all of the other bells and whistles, like you take away the village, which is it's, it's just another map. You don't even do anything in this other map. You just like you talk to the NPCs. That's it. <laughs> but it's like when you take that away, suddenly the game feels so small. It's so tiny, right? So I can appreciate it, it the is. world. It's, it's- the world building that you get from those quests and the flavored text that you get, which I'm sure most people don't even know that there's flavored text there, that every single static quest that is there actually has a customer, which sometimes is like a character that is actually walking around in the village. Other times yeah, yeah. it's it's just a character that might not be there, might show up at a different date. But like every single static quest in the game is actually someone went to the guild and they're like, we need to get this thing taken care of. And then your hunter goes there and he's like, oh, here's the request we got do the thing yeah. every single one of them there's a, a reasoning behind them but um so yeah I, I i can see it's like i can see your points of view with the separation it's like like i said for me personally it's not a big deal but i know it's going to be a pain in the ass for some of the friends that i play with because they're going to ask me for my help and i'm going to tell them hey here's some tips on how you can beat this it's like what do you mean tips why don't you come over here and beat this thing with me? It's like, no, it's not happening. I can't join you. That's a village quest. Yeah, yeah that's You're a village on your own, quest. Buddy. You're gonna have to figure it out. <laughs> that's the the biggest. <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me. Like, I, I to give you an idea, I still haven't finished all of the village quests in GU. There's still stuff that I'm unlocking, and I've like I've killed a Talcal like God knows how long ago, and I've done like a bunch of the deviants and whatnot, and my set is fully built, fully upgraded, fully done. There's still village quests I haven't finished. There's still I'm a, I'm a, pu- I'm a purist. I what I, I'm a purist in the fact that what I generally will do 
is I will touch the gathering hall. I'll touch HR one because it gives you some early game access to some monsters and some materials that you normally don't get. But in general, I will only do village and I'll beat it. I'll go all the way through the village first and then I'll start playing online. But you can't do it in GU. See, you can't do the entirety of the village in GU. You have oh, not to the entire. Go- well, you're talking about all the optional stuff. I'm talking about critical path. Like oh, I'll get to okay, the end path. boss. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll sure. play through village. I'll do all the key quests. I'll beat the boss of the village see the ending credits and then i'm like now i'm ready to go to the gathering hall okay and then i go there and i'll start dabbling around with some online stuff where i'll do it solo so so that i've done i've beaten the the final boss of the, the optional story. stuff oh man i don't know if people realize this but the to do all the optional quests in traditional monster hunters like world was different because like investigations and stuff like that yeah, yeah. to do all the static quests in a monster hunter game traditionally that is a very long-term investment oh yes <laughs> That is uh that, <laughs> but, that's pretty um, insane. I'm I'm curious to see how they're gonna do it this time around. If they're gonna have like as many quests that we as we've had in previous games, or if it's gonna be a little bit less. Like we still don't know how many monsters yeah. we're gonna have because like GU I think had like ninety something monsters, or is it seventy? I forget. Yeah. I know that at I'm some really point I did the math. I'm really curious about how they're gonna it. do. Go ahead. Mm. No, I'm curious how they're gonna do the in the older games because online was scaled to four people. There wasn't a very easy way to get a high rank materials from a monster in solo, like in the village. So they had a thing where if you do all the NPC side quests, usually the very final NPC side quest that a person will give you is a high rank monster in the village, which is normal something you normally don't get. So it, it gave players who are solo a way to be able to farm high rank materials without having to do the online gathering hall. And I always thought that was really cool. But if it's scaling, then that's not really going to be so much of a treat anymore because like the gathering hall is not that much scaled up compared if, to the village. So I'm if curious it's how scaling, they're going to do that. If it's scaling to solo, it won't be a big deal. But if it's scaling to two players, then it still might be. It's still, yeah, a little bit of a benefit, right? Yeah. Plus, we have to we can't forget that I think the main focus of online in Rise is going to be Rampage. I don't think it's going to be the gathering hall nor the village. I think rampage feels to me like we don't have a lot of details on it that feels like it's probably going to be like like you were saying the investigations like going on and just playing with streamers and friends rampage might be like a huge part of that so you know if rampage is there and i don't i'm curious if a rampage would scale to single player that's that's i'm curious about that actually if not then that gives you a really nice balance right you get Village, if you want something tailored to solo play, Rampage, if you want something tailored to online play, and Gathering Hall works for both. So you, you sort of get the full suite of things. I, I ju- don't know. I just we'll still have to wait hope, and see how they do it. Yeah, it's like there's there's so many things that they're playing close to the vest with this one. Like we still don't know what the skill system is, which is completely bonkers to even think about. It's we like don't how- even know what we don't even know the types of prowlers. We know there's six, but they haven't even told us what they are. There's so much stuff they haven't told us. Which is exciting, which is good. Don't tell us these things. We need to figure <laughs> it out in the game. That's that's when we really need to figure it out. But um, I, I guess to wrap it up, basically, I think we both presented like there's good arguments to be had in, in on, both fav- sides, yeah. on both sides of, of the equation. Um, but ultimately, it's just like, you know, Moss Hunter is Moss Hunter, and we all have to try to make the best of it, even if you're someone that like oh i don't like solo hunting let's try it out maybe you'll yeah, grow well, maybe into it. maybe it'll be really good this time around i don't know like the, the gathering yeah, is gonna be fun because 
Did you notice you can use wire bugs if you have like a big egg in your hand? Yeah, I've I've seen people talk about that. So you you can carry the egg and use wire bugs with the egg, which is uh, pretty and pretty. you'll have multiple camps, which means you don't have to run the damn egg all the way back to the very first camp. Maybe that's an exciting idea. I mean, usually whenever you have the egg quests and uh, other monster hunters, they usually <laughs> cut cut off the paths to, of the easiest delivery just to piss you off to make yeah. you go the long routes. <laughs> So I don't know about that. It's like, you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to go turn it into this camp. And then when you're about to climb up, there's a big rock uh, in the way. And you're like, nope, you can't climb here. Nope, forget about it. <laughs> you have to take it a yeah, long that's, that's way the other thing that, That's the other thing that I'm going into, though, that I, I'll say it one more time, just because for me it's, it's important where for most people it's not, is the village mode, because they know you're playing it alone, they can really fine tune the quest. Yes. Like if you had a delivery quest with two people, then you one guy could just be mounting the dang, the dang monsters and throwing them away to some other area, and you could just deliver stuff. You'd be done. But now because they know you're alone, like you have to think: Do I want to hunt the monster first and go in clean, or is there a way I can avoid them? Like, and you start thinking about it. It's kind of cool. Do I lay traps in certain yeah. areas? And I still remember one of the first egg quests that I did in World. It was the the one for Rathian. I'm bringing this egg. I'm running all over the map. I'm on zone one. I'm about to enter camp. She snipes me with a friggin' fireball, dude. Oh. She sniped me with a fireball in the distance. Bam! Right in the ass. And I was like, no. Oh, my God. That's when you, you say, okay, you know what? You're dead. And you go and you kill her. And then you go and say, okay, now I'm taking your eggs. Yeah, that's what I did. I killed her. But it was yeah, pretty, it was pretty useless because another realize. one spawned. Another one spawned right after. And I was like, no. Oh, no. Why would you I say, do Some this? people don't realize you can kill those monsters. And yeah. you get a small break. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I still did the quest. It's, it's, it's been enlightening, though, to get the other side of the story. Because I don't play online generally. I would say my time with Monster Hunter is 95% solo. I almost never play online with Dude, people. Dude, you're, you're missing out. There's, um, there's so many random things. when I do, it's just things. for... There's just I mean, so I do it for like random grinding or whatever, but it's just, I don't know, time zones. And I, I do like the idea of talking to people as you play, and I just never really had that. Yeah. So I'm going to get that with Yuna, which is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, talking to other people while they're hunting is, is like some of the best. Because like, you can, you can mess with people as well. So like... You know, someone's talking and someone annoys you for a little bit and you're like, well, this wyvern fire, I'm going to veer just a little bit to the right. And oh, did I? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. I, I, I had you to get the head. trolled me oh. the other day. <laughs> she trolled me so hard the other day. Not only does she throw bombs at me all the time, she likes chucking the small barrel bombs at me while I'm trying to like attack the monster. <laughs> I'm like... And I'm blowing up and falling all over. She hit it once where she hit it and like I avoided the beam attack from Mizutsune. And she's like, you can thank me for that. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, I saved you from dying because I, you got hit by my bomb instead. She'll do stuff and troll me. Like she'll be like, she knows that I like to grab the thunder beetle. So she'll grab it without telling me. Oh. And then we'll be going, oh, Mizutsune is going over to zone 13. She's like, why don't you go pick up the thunder beetle? <laughs> Sweet, I'll go this way. And then I go, and it's not there. <laughs> dude, that's awesome that she does that, dude. That's I'm like, so good. You little punk. <laughs> you punk ass. It's so funny. She's stealing your items already, dude. That's so... They grow up so oh, yeah. fast. <laughs> and, then she, you know, she'll, she'll talk me when I put the trap in a bad place or if I play, play it down and the monster runs off. She's like, man, you stink at placing traps. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she, she's so fun and savage. I love it. Well, you know, we're 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 best friends, so it's like we're we're just joking with each other and having a good time. And oh. with the hammer, I launch her all the time. And then we, you know, there's the monster in front of us, and we're too busy hitting each other that we're not even hitting the damn monster. <laughs> Well, that's all going to end when Brace Jewel comes out if they even do Brace Jewel for this game. Oh, we'll we'll make a, a we'll make a family rule to take that sucker off. We're not going to allow that. No way. Screw that, dude. dude. That, that's actually one of the, It's too much fun. That's one of the things that I think is unfortunate is that um the weapons that you would think would be most affected by it are not whereas the weapons that you would mm. think like, "Oh no, this is the big heavy mi-. Nope. Like you sneeze near that weapon and it gets flinched. So it doesn't make sense to me that like Lance. long swords don't suffer from it at all. Dual oh, yeah. blades don't yep. suffer from it at all. And it's like and Lance, the Lance is like, oh. Lance and gun Lance is like, please don't touch me. Like you'll cancel literally everything that I'm doing. Like Jesus Christ. I, I just don't understand the priority system that they have for that. It's like, well, we can't mess with the dual blades because they're in demon mode. In demon mode, it's like you can't be flinched by other players. It's like it's dual blades. <sighs> it's it's like a rogue class. Like they should be the ones getting flinched, not Lance, the big tanky guy. I got. I don't know. Some some of those decisions don't don't make a lot of sense to me. So yeah, I, I will oh, use well, brace it, decos. Screw that. Get my get my combos canceled all the friggin' time. So here's a here's a question to to pivot us far away from the uh, online offline discussion, but uh, yeah. the demo ends in like a few days. Yes, it's sad as hell. I'm so happy they gave us like almost a full month of demo. That's so nice of them, and I I think we got our fill. I, I think, think we are, we've we've gotten to play it a lot. People have told me that like the demo, uh, the only thing that goes away is like the ability to play multiplayer and to download the demo, so you can still play solo. Supposedly. I don't, you I don't think, know. How about, I wonder if network play would still work then. So that's how I usually play it. Not that I would play it. I, you like mean you said, local? I think we've, we've played, local multiplayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not online. It's, I don't know. We've, we've played it to death. I don't yeah, think yeah, we would that, that's, continue to do it. But. That's the thing. Like, I I don't want to play it. Like, I want to play the actual thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play the demo. Like, I was going to ask, since it's been a week since we've talked on the podcast, have, is there anything that you've done in the demo or any further exploration with a weapon where you're like okay this 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 is a development over the last week uh i think the gun lance a little bit because although i, I don't remember when we last talked about the gun lance. i know that in in regards to when i talked about in my video because i i was still like not completely on board with the, the counter because of the fact that mm. you know we talked about how the charge blade counter has like three seconds or whatever no, and, no. Last time you said that you were you were a okay with that. You said it. Was, yeah, you used to it, you're, you're ex- happy, man. Like that's the thing. Like that counter to me has, and, and the more I play it, the thing that just I keep coming back to is that counter. That counter is so friggin' good. It just feels so good. <laughs> and the other thing was, it seems that the worm stake is dealing a lot of damage because, like, whenever I saw speed runs, everybody was just like spamming the worm stake. So I don't know what the deal is going to be with that in the final game. Mm. But like one of the things that I definitely came around was like, I was thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to do Gunlance or Sword and Shield as my main. And it's definitely because like even with shells not scaling, I was just thinking to myself, well, I'll just do what I did in World. I'll just slap Lance it. Boom, done. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care if, if shell, if we get to the point where shells don't work, I'll slap Lance. I got the counter. What else do I need? Boom, done. 
And the, the worm stick, I don't think, is affected by artillery. So that does scale with, like, attack up and stuff like that. So I can just do worm stakes instead. So it's like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> How about you? Did anything change I've been, for I've been you? having... F- I should be finishing up my weapon impression videos, but I've been too busy, like, just goofing around. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I, I did stuff like... I don't know if you've seen some of my tweets, but, like, I was... Uh, I was figuring out, uh, like I was killing all, I killed all the monsters using only the Kinsect. I made sure to do that. So, oh yeah, I, I saw the Rathian. one, the one thing where you were talking about the, the Kinsect that I did saw. <clears throat> oh, it's great. Cause when you mark it, like, and you mark the head, it's great. Cause you're doing all this damage, but then you run out of stamina that the move that backflip, the recall Kinsect, it keeps your weapon out. So you can restore all the stamina and you don't lose your marks at all. And you can just so keep spamming the, the head the is still marked, and you just spam the shit out of it. It's so great. Yeah, that combined with the cat and the dog, like you're just standing there watching them just go crazy on the monster. It's, it's hilarious. It's the old RPG summoner build. You basically have your palico, your palamute, and your kinsect, and they're just wailing on the monsters. You're just sitting back. You'll get it. You'll get a build going with like palico rally and whatever you can get to oh, yeah. boost your kinsect. Like maybe even. <laughs> Does Blunt get carried over to the Kinsect if you do like K, uh, KO? Uh, st- it's called KO, right? Well, I mean, the, the, I mean, there there are Blunt Kinsects traditionally, right? There's yeah, yeah. several what, types and Blunt. What types. I'm saying is KO, the Blunt so. skill. Does the Blunt skill carry over th- to uh, the Kinsect? Uh, probably not. Why I not? don't think so. Should well, well, the the Kinsect's not wearing your armor. Hmm. I don't know how it works in the world because I haven't played too much around with, with Kinsect, so I don't know how it would work. But, like, imagine, like, you know, passing, just using skills that would pass on stuff to your Kinsect. That would be insane. That'd be fun. Just, like, have a Kinsect. Then I was, I was, it's been done in world. I was test. That's true. Yeah, Kanta did some really fun Kinsect stuff. Yeah. But uh, I was also doing stuff like testing out... Um, stun damage and how it works mechanically in the demo like it at what rate does it go up how much does it go up by so like stuff that nobody would care about so like um like rathian starts with uh forget what it was i think it was um i think 120 is her stun initial it's not 150 anymore it's 120 which means four stickies that's all you need and she ko's because it's 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 because they didn't nerf it there's still 30 stun per sticky that's so four ins- of them, and I did I I did test it. Charging it does not affect it, which I think you mentioned. I, I tested it just to make sure. Charge Jeez. levels don't make the stun go up, but they deal. It does deal more damage. But it's like I'm just so disappointed that essentially stickies are still the KO king. Like I feel like stickies should be allowed to deal a ton of damage, but they shouldn't be allowed to also deal a ton of stun. Like it's too much. Yeah. That you can just like it is a lot. lock down the monster with stickies. I don't think that's right. Unless monsters in the final well, game, like they get diminishing returns off of stuns way faster using stickies. Or maybe they just make it. Yeah, they can't make it harder to make stickies because you're going to have access to your item inventory. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the clip size will be really shitty. And then. But even then, you could just make them. So it's, yeah, I don't know how they get around. And you still it. have like um, razor sharp, or assuming that. You're... Yeah. Then the I mean, because it's the same blunt as the melee attack from a heavy bowgun. It's thirty stun. The so, level two uppercut from a hammer is thirty five. So it's not a huge difference. <laughs> so ridiculous, dude. 
it makes me so sad for hammers principally because like i feel like hammer should be the weapon that ko's the most and it's not yeah it's not. well i was even testing like you know like that awesome hammer move where you do the spin upward and you do like the big slam down impact crater i was testing kate yeah i was testing stun on that and it does a lot of damage but it's not nearly as big of a stun attack as i thought it was it's probably only doing something like 60 stun i don't think it's doing more than 100 for sure because you can't use that initially and knock out a rathian it just doesn't work it's not enough it's it's probably somewhere around 60 to 80 stun which is a little bit but the damage is delicious so but stupid stuff like that and then arzaros i didn't realize i think i talked about last time doesn't die in the the wyvern riding quest so you can just pummel he's, the living crap out of it he's a training dummy i and i poked for, him with for people insect. who want to know motion values oh really yeah i, I just repeatedly you, po- he couldn't even move it was like oh stop no <laughs> yeah so if if you're really curious about motion values which i care about a, a lot as well there was a japanese site where someone did all the work but the thing is every time that i try to reference something i test a lot so i randomly chose like 20 things from their list and i tested them extensively to make sure that my numbers came out the same just to make sure that is a trustable source and uh the arzaros in that quest his butt is the perfect test because he's the, like the, the new softest. training room yeah. before the training because you do 66 percent of your damage when you hit the butt and we know from all the calculations that your weapons are 140 raw in the demo all of them so we got 140 raw no element no affinity and his butt takes 66% damage, and there's no quest modifier. You can discern every motion value immediately uh, just from hitting his dupa, uh, which is nice. Yeah, um, I think that's so how the, Chaos Slayer was doing that for the Gunlands, so we put out all of them. But it, may, it got me thinking, are they going to nerf the motion values for Hunting Horn? Because they are high. They are really high. I was comparing it to like Iceborne, and we're talking like moves got almost double, like they're really powerful. Like a move that was like 30 motion is like 50 in the Rise demo. I'm just like, whoa. Ridiculous amounts of power. So uh, I don't the, know. The Gunlance values were not particularly different. They were. Yeah, pretty, Horn, totally different. I, I think it might just be Even, like. Even uh, Greatsword had some changes, yeah. I think it might just be like placeholder stuff, but at least I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I, like I definitely the, think there's potential for it to be placed. The older. movement, the movement values, for instance, on the on the longsword for the helm splitter, it was insane. Like people were saying, these values are almost like iceborne level values, higher even, or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if it changes for the final game. Uh, I I do agree with you there. I think it was good enough balance, and they just uh, let's make a demo because I'm sure they've had this demo for a while. You know, for media and and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that they've probably used it like internally and whatnot, just to showcase. So, yeah. One thing that people don't usually understand is that uh, demos of a game, like they're usually pretty old. By the time you get a look, a public look yeah. at a demo, like that demo is probably like friggin' ten million versions of that game ago. Like it's it's not even. I think that's another reason why they're going to take it down because. Yeah, it's not like before you buy it, try this and see if you like. I I don't think that's the case. I think this is literally just fan service. Yeah. For for people who love it, so they're going to take it down, which makes sense. But 
You know, I've been goofing around, and every time I try to do a new other weapons impressions video, I'm reminded how bad I suck at some of the weapons. <laughs> like, I've I've been sitting on the longsword one for, like, weeks now. I have the entire 90% of that video is done. I talk over the moves. I talk about my feelings about them. The last 10%, which I think is the most important, which is let me show you the silk my moves and the counters and how they look and feel in motion. I can't pull those off for the life of me. You can't. I think I've only pulled, I think I've only pulled off in an EI slash counter like once. That's not, I can't that's not even counter Arzuros. Or, sorry, so counters or silk my moves. Okay. I can't even foresight slash an Arzuros. I can't pull it off. I mean, the I don't thing, know why. Here's here's what you do. You you sh you should try to do what I did, which is go fight a Rathian because you're going to be more familiar. We fought millions oh, Rathian, and millions yeah. of Rathians, so you'll be able to counter everything she does. That's how I did it. Like I got like two or yeah, three Yai counters. The Azuros, interestingly enough, I think they changed them enough that he's very different from the previous games. Like he feels very <laughs> different. His, his moves like feel much more unpredictable and much more punishing. So just mm. go for the Rathian. You'll do yourself a favor. It's a lot easier to counter Rathian. Because you'll know her moves. So like like you do, know I'll all do, of her tells. Well, yeah, I know her really well. I'll do like one really good counter, and then I immediately botch the clip by doing something really stupid afterwards. And it's like, I can't use this. I can't use this. I can't use this. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just not that good at certain weapons. I just not. I, mean, I can enjoy them. I, I definitely will say right now, I suck at longsword, but um, I think that they've they've actually made the counters more forgiving than what I remember in World. Because, like, I did a lot of counters on that Rathian. Maybe you just chose the wrong monster. You should go after the Rathian, dude. That is Zuros. No, I, I've been, I've been, even the Rathian kicks me around so much. I think my problem is I don't, my internal timer for the counter is still off. I'm still trying to parry it. So, like, I'm trying to wait until the last moment and hit it. Where I think I'm supposed to be doing it much earlier. Yes, I'm, For, I'm foresight, just too used to using Lance. Yeah, foresight slash the timing on it is very different. It's like you want to be out of the way by the time the attack would hit you, not trigger it when you would get hit. That's the yeah, thing. that's so me in my head. It's still like I'm. It's like an adaptive aid. I should be doing it right as it goes. I should be doing it into the move. But it seems like you're supposed to do it slightly before the move comes at you. Although in the eye slash, it's actually the the other way around. You want to, I think you want to hit the attack as it's about to happen. It's something like that. Maybe I, do I should think try that, using that more then. Yeah, I, I do think that the two counters are slightly different. I know that there's probably going to be some some of the many longsword mains out there in the comment section. They're going to tell us exactly. No, listen, guys. Here's mm -hmm. the frame. Like when the tail reaches this apex, this is when you. <laughs> Like, I know that's going to happen because there's so many longsword mains out there, dude. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm just thinking maybe I just, I probably won't finish all my impression videos. I think I covered all the ones I really want to. There's only one that I want to do a video on, which is, that I haven't, which is the greatsword. I actually really, really like the greatsword. Did you do a Gunlance video? I don't remember seeing that. I did not. <laughs> I did not. How dare you? Betrayal. I snubbed it. Betrayal. No, listen, we got it. We got to get together. And, you know, you can ask me whatever you want about the gun lance and you're going to do your gun. Lance. Teach me. Teach me the way of the land, the gun lance. <laughs> the gun lance. I can tell you everything about it. I love that weapon. So damn good. Um, so. But yeah, it's been fun. I have uh, a, diff a different question. 
which this is like, yes. I, I almost think that this one's a little bit more of a cultural thing, which, uh, but it is something that I've seen referenced a lot throughout a lot of videos, uh, which is DLC versus full game for the G rank version. Cause I mean, let's face it. We all know there's going to be a G rank version of rise. That's Every single Masona game has had a G rank version. Sure, in the, in the case of World, it was called Iceborne and it was called Master Rank. It well, was a G my, rank. Minus, there's there's one game that didn't get a G rank. Which one? Monster Hunter Portable Third. Monster Hunter Portable Third is base game only. They never gave it a G rank, and that's because the timing was bad. It it was right on top of Monster Hunter Three and Ultimate. It came too early. Man, but that's I think that's you, because you they never want to do you that. Remember, you never want. <laughs> I think. Well, I think the problem is, is that Monster Hunter Three U. If you if you've seen my video, I was going through the interviews. Monster Hunter Three U was not meant to be an ultimate expansion. It was meant to be like a remaster of the Wii game, but they ended up putting in so much damn new content, and they said, "Let's make this its own game." And so they made it Three Ultimate at the very last minute. It wasn't even called Three Ultimate throughout development. And I think because they immediately did that, they said, okay, we can't do portable third ultimate or three th portable third G because now we're on top of our own game. So they, it only stopped at high rank. They ne never got a G rank for portable third, which is a shame. That is but a this shame. one. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Th this I'm one. I'm sure we will. We definitely will. Monster Hunter six is not going to be ready next year. Come on now. <laughs> but the, um, the, th the thing that I was asking is like, so, a lot of people are like saying, man, I hope that there's a DLC like what they did for Iceborne as opposed to it being like its own game. And this is something that I myself, uh, I've, I've made a video in the past, which to be honest now, I kind of regret that video. It's still up, but it was when Dark Arisen came out. I was upset. I was really mad mm. because like, so I played Dragon's Dogma. I want to buy the DLC, but you're selling me a new game. And I don't think you could even import your save. I think if you had a save file, it would just like unlock hard mode or something like that. Uh, but I don't mm. think you could just like straight up import your save. So in my case, it was fine because I got to basically sell the game that I had and I got more money that I needed to buy the, the other version, which was weird. But I was still frustrated about it. And now I look at it differently. I look at it like, well, I mean, if I buy the game, and it's like the full game with the G rank version. Then I just have a version of the game that has everything on disc, which in a way actually makes a lot more sense than, you know, having the DLC cause it's digital and whatnot. I know that some people don't care about that, but I personally like, I like pretending that I actually own things. That's why I like physical, even though you don't actually own anything anymore. It's just a license. Well, there's a physical disc for Iceborne, right? There's a physical version. There is a physical version of Iceborne. I don't know if the disc has Iceborne on it or if it's just the base world and then it downloads Iceborne. I'm not sure because mm. I don't own it. I'm going to own it eventually, but I don't own it right now. But, um, you know, that's the thing. Like, what do you think about it? Like, having the full game versus just having the DLC like what you had for Iceborne. Like, where do you stand on that? I mean, it's tough because I don't, to me, it didn't seem like it was a huge difference because you, at least here in Japan, they, they mark, they marketed the packaged version pretty heavily. 
So you st- you you basically it was like a traditional monster game where you had two different package versions, but if you had World, you had the option of just buying it digitally to yeah. add on. So you didn't have to buy another disc. And as a side consequence, I think of it being DLC, it made the cost much cheaper than traditional. Because like we spend we 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 pay like what sixty five seventy dollars for a base game here in Japan. We spend the exact same amount of money on the ultimate version. The oh, G1. really? See that that I was yeah. It's aware a full package of. here in okay. Japan. Yeah. So like when my four and my four G, they cost the exact same. They're like five thousand five hundred or six thousand yen or whatever each. And here's they're a- not cheaper. So this was the first time they lowered the price. I'm like, damn. Interesting. So I'm I'm actually curious about something else. Now that you bring that up, uh, could you import the saves from your previous game? So like if you had or could you import your save into for you or do you have to start from scratch oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay no 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 you can import all your saves over so even and, they, from, and, and you'd pay for a full package from three and three U, same thing yeah same thing okay and then if you bought just three U, it had everything on there so it's not like you needed your your game disc from three or whatever it yeah. just had your save so, it, so you could have you could if you want you could just pawn off and sell it once you transfer your save data because like you didn't need that anymore. One one of the things that people were bringing up is like they were scared of losing their save, and I was always thinking to myself, well, in generations, I was able to just import my save into GU, and that was not a problem at all. Whereas, you know, people were talking like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like lose my save or something like that. I don't know what was the the point of bringing that up because apparently you never did that in the previous games, according you to you never did me. well. The only the only thing that was tricky was when and this was not well this no this was a concern for the West was when they released Generations Ultimate there were you, there was a very tricky way to transfer your save from the 3DS game to the Switch it was like a really weird thing you had to like issue an ID it gave like a locker room ID for your server it uploaded it to the server and then on the Switch it would download to the server and there was a set amount of times you can do it which was stupid. So if you didn't get the process right and you screwed it up too many times, you have already exhausted all of your save download limits and you could never tra- you can't transfer your save data again. It was a really weird move that they did. Technically you should only have to do it once, but because people just didn't understand the process, some people screwed it up and they kept re-uploading their 3DS data because they couldn't find it on the Switch because they had the order wrong. Because what you're supposed to do is go on like the switch and you had to reserve the space on the server. Then you upload to there and then it downloads. And if you screwed it up, it's like it wasn't downloadable. So I just uploaded it again. But then you only had like five times you could do this ever. And so then their save data was gone. So that was a very dark history for Monster Hunter where I think they perhaps through Nintendo regulations because Nintendo didn't want people to just have unlimited server space to keep uploading. Because if someone just kept uploading the same data a million times, they would have to place it on the server a million times because of the way they had because they didn't have a single id like here's your 3ds id and here's your switch so nintendo probably put some weird registrations on them or regulations i am am confused about something you just said three and three ultimate right sorry i'm i'm or did you say Generations and Generations Ultimate? Generations and Generations Ultimate, yeah, from okay, the 3DS I, to the Switch. Okay, okay. I, I was getting, because I was like, okay, so either I misheard you, because <laughs> like, you're talking about 3 the, Ultimate the three, on the, the three Switch? Ultimate, 
the three and three ultimate was done really well, so I don't know why they didn't use that system. Yeah. So when weird. when three and three ultimate came out, when you had three ultimate on the 3ds, and then it came out for the Wii U later, there was an app on your 3ds that would transfer your save data to your Wii U, and then you would just use that app anytime that you wanted to transfer your data back and forth. Yeah. And so I think I have like if you look at my 3ds like game history, is like how many hours did you play each software? And it's like three Monster Hunter 3G data transfer app. And it was like three hours of gameplay <laughs> <laughs> because I had transferred my data that often between the two because I would play at work and, and during my breaks and then I would play on the Wii U when I got home. So I would transfer my data two times a day, you, every day. You were right? living, you were living Kojima's vision of transferring like... <laughs> Remember the uh, transferring like, thing? I don't know if you see this. Like, you don't have this in the West, but I'm showing him right now. You got the box for Monster Hunter 4 and the, Monster, the box for Monster Hunter 4G. They're yeah. totally different package games. And, uh, and, and you the guys West... didn't get Gore Magala as the flagship on 4 because 4 didn't come to the West. So Hey, man, why, why you gotta why you got to do us dirty like that, dude? Like, Oh, my God. Him. I didn't realize they had fucking... I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I, my mouth matter. is really dirty doesn't today. doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. They had uh they had camellios on the back of the cover for 4G. That's oh, awesome. nice! I didn't even realize that. That does look really. It's like yeah. So I technically those were I some frustrating. Don't you you don't need the the four version. Yeah, you you have it. yeah because the the save data is already in 4G. So it's like those were some really frustrating times back in the day when the games would come out in Japan first and then. The rest mm. of us would have to sit here in the West just like waiting for it. So it, it wasn't even enough that like I eventually got a 3DS, even though I didn't want it to own a 3DS. I'm like, I don't want to own this console. I'm, uh, I'll buy it to play Monster Hunter because I really like Monster Hunter. And then it's like, even after I get a 3DS, I still can't play Monster Hunter because it's only available in Japan. It's like, what do you mean? Uh, it's not fair. <laughs> it was so frustrating I, I think- times. I don't know how they go back, going back to the topic, I don't know how they go back from what they did in Iceborne. Once you set a precedent that you yeah. can sell the the G-Rank, Master Rank expansion for, how, how much was it, like $35? It was, it I was don't even 40, it was $40. $40, which yeah. is lower than the base game cost. I don't know how you go back from that. How do you go to Rise and then say $65 for Rise and $65 for Rise Ultimate? I don't, I just don't see them being able to do it. So, Considering that the Switch is just as good for DLC uh, mechanically as PlayStation 4 and Xbox, I could totally see them just doing the same thing again, where if you want to, you can buy it as a DLC add-on, or you can just get the package game. Um, the package edition. game would be 65 so you wouldn't want to do that if you already own the original. It's kind of like wasted money at that point, unless you really want an offline like hard copy of the game. I would. Do you know what I would like? I would actually like it if they called it G-Rank. In the West, I just like straight up. No, here's no G rank. I can't get, I can't get used to master rank. It's it's G yeah. man. It's G rank. Master rank was very weird. I mean, it's it's weird enough that like okay, still, so in in Japan it's the G rank edition or the the G edition, and in the West it's the ultimate edition. It's like no edition, yeah. It's a G edition everywhere. It's G edition in Japan and G edition in the West. Boom. Like, like friggin' but those those changes are all over the game as well. So you know, for example, like the uh, the large barrel bomb G is called a mega barrel bomb in English. Yeah, or like the, right. 
the the what is it the 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 potion G's and stuff. Like there's G's all over item names in the Japanese version of the game. That's what I English, want. They didn't use G. I want the G's. Give me the G's. The big G's. G's. <laughs> like so like for like, people who don't know who are listening, I'm sure most of you do, but like G is just the reason why they came up with G. They explained uh, a long time ago was. It just sounded powerful, like phonetically. When you say G, it sounds like great. It sounds like G. good. It sounds powerful. So they just said, yeah, it's 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 G rank, baby. And <laughs> I love and that. And by the way, we got to get the old uh, bed animation. This is very important. Oh, plop on the bed. Yeah, like if, if we don't get that, like we already have the so tasty. Like if you do yeah. a meal, you get the so tasty. So I was like, thanks. God, dude, I hated cooking a, a steak in World and not getting the so tasty. I was like, yeah. dude, what? It, what? And then you go to your room and you press the your character just like gently sits on the bed. And I'm like, what is this? No, no you need to jump on the bed and that bed needs to be rock Comically, hard. Yeah. It needs to be rock hard so that when you land on it, you hear the if you just like Boom. landing on the bed. <laughs> That's what you need. Like. I really, I, mean, I really we're falling want down to from go. you know seven hundred meters and landing on our feet. We can we 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 use hard beds exactly hunters. Like I, I do want them to go back to the, some of the old style with some of that stuff. Like the bed is so tasty. All of those little details. Like I preferred those the way that they were in the older game. Like sure, I played more of yeah. World than any of the other ones, but some things you just don't change. I mean, look, the bed animation was the same, and like. At least I think Freedom Unite, uh, Four Ultimate, Generations, Three Ultimate. It was always the the thud of you just like landing right. Like, that's what I want. I will I will say though, for people who think maybe I've been harping on World too much, because we we've been talking about like the online, World fixed something that generations sinned. They should not have done they removed arm wrestling in generations, which was a sin. They shouldn't have not oh. I don't know why they did that. Oh right! But they brought there it back isn't. in World, so that to me was a feature. I was like, oh, "It's back! You can arm wrestle again." <laughs> That's right. I never so, even thought bless about world it because I, I, I never even, I never even thought about that in GU because like the Hunter's Pub is so small, so tiny. I didn't even think about what you can do. I mean, you can do goofy stuff at the the table, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you even can in World, drink when you, and you sit can down get at drunk. the table, you press up, down, left, or right, and do some funny animations. Yeah, I, I do think that most people yeah. don't even realize that stuff. It's real. I, I, you you want to know one, one of the really interesting moments in one of my videos was when I was holding Poogie and people were like, how are you holding the pig? Where is the pig? What, what is this? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. This time, it's, all about the, it's all about the cahoots this time. I can't wait to see all the different animations we could do with cahoots. Oh, the, the the little the little owls, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you that's can, the new poogie this time is the and owl. And you can customize them as well, because yeah, you can dress them up and stuff. So yeah, that's good stuff. But um, yeah, I have more topics, but I they're so lengthy. The next couple of topics that I had for the podcast that I think we'll have to wait off on those. And uh, yeah, I do think that there's been a lot of requests. This is one of the most request topics for our podcast, Gaijin. And it is lore. People want us to talk about lore. Hmm. Hmm. Lore. 
I don't know. I'll just say if you're going to talk about lore, there's one man you'd probably want in the room with you, which mm. is Bandino. I don't know if people follow Bandino, but Bandino is our our Vati of Monster Hunter when it comes to cataloging and sharing uh, lore and little tidbits. I know a good amount. I mean, Monster Hunter is not exactly like Dark Souls. It's not that. It's not that deep. <laughs> the lore, but there's fun stuff like. There's still people who don't know about the story of why we hunt is for hunters and not five. Yep. Like there's that, a there's a story behind that and not everyone knows it, but I love that kind of stuff, the world building. That is that is very interesting. That that when I first saw about this, I was like, wow, they actually came up with an in-game reason as to why we hunt in parties of four. That's very now explain why we're doing sixteen, right? It's like Yeah. <laughs> And um, well, you see, it's it's a multiple of four, therefore. <laughs> and there's all well, I mean, it's four parties, so we're not technically breaking the rule of four. It's four parties of four, exactly. <laughs> and then there's also the, five. Someone gonna die. The thing that I that I always like to bring up that then I have to get corrected by people. It's like that's not canon. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, the equal dragon weapon. <laughs> EDQ. There's a lot of people upset at my video on that one. And I, I will just say, the good thing is, is that a lot of the lore is not defined, which means it can be anything you want in your headcanon. Just don't take your headcanon and say that it's actual established like lore that's guaranteed that's how it happened in the game because there's a lot of it that's fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. And that's the way they intended it to be. But I mean, you know, I mean, if you guys want lore, you might... We might try to do something about that, but you have to tune in next episode to find out whether that's going to happen or not. Yes. Mm, we we got some stuff that we're trying to work on that could be exciting. So mm, who knows? Something to look forward to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as per usual, if you guys enjoyed uh, the podcast, make sure to hit up with a like. It always helps out. Uh, do remember, if you want to suggest topics, anything that you would like us to talk about, I actually had plenty of topics today that i didn't get around to in the community so <laughs> no. those so those will be uh in the next episode well maybe not the next because this next next one might be special we don't know we don't know it's, it's a lot of stuff but if you want us to talk about something the best way to do it is to post it in the comment section of this video because i'm constantly checking it and taking notes for future episodes of the third fleet podcast um Links, as usual, are going to be in the description for uh, Gaijin's socials. I believe you wanted me to put uh, Discord in there as well, correct? Yeah, just so a lot of people don't realize, I do have a Discord server, which is a nice, friendly place for hunters to get together. Got some nice... Uh, it's not overly... Um, you know, some Discords can be very heavy. There's like a thousand channels and rules and bots and stuff. We don't have any of that. It's simple. It's nice. We got rooms for people to talk, enjoy, some nice guidelines to keep it safe and and positive but uh discord.gg slash gaijin hunter it's uh it's where i do like to go from time to time and just a good place to meet people so if you're interested in that go ahead and please uh, check out my server and be a lot of fun and uh you have a discord server as well don't you yes that stuff is also going to be all in the description because screw you guys having to memorize links i'll put all of the links in the description I'll try to put it on the description <laughs> of the audio uh, podcast as well on the notes. Uh, so you guys might have to scroll down on the notes to get to the links, I think, because I don't, I don't know, depending on your device and whatnot, the stuff that it shows. 
but I'll put it uh, moving forward on the episodes as well there. So you guys can check out our Discord servers there as well, as well as the socials, links to our YouTube channels, all of that stuff in the description of each episode of the Third Fleet Podcast. Thank you all very much for hanging out with us. Thank you, sir. And uh, you. Thank you for staying up so late to do these. <laughs> People don't realize the time zone, the sacrifice of sleep that goes on on your end is 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 insane. So I, I thought you were just supposed to say happy hunting, but thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happy mm. hunting and get good. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's it. Then we're, we're adding a new one on top of happy hunting. It's happy hunting and get yeah, good. GG does not stand for a good game. It stands for get good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Yeah, we're all joking. Like, uh, enjoy the demo while it's still up. Uh, we'll see if it remains up, but uh, stay safe. Yeah. Happy hunting, and guys. remember, don't burn out on the demo either because there's going to be a full game coming mm-hmm. right around the corner. But yeah, see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Till next time.